everybody. Welcome to Frame Trap. Feels good to be back. I am your host, <laughs> as always, Brad Ellis. Joined by my co-host, Michael Refresh Damiani. Maybe. <laughs> Refreshed. <laughs> maybe. All the hours in the depths. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the depths in Hyrule. Just lost down there. And rating. You've been rating a lot. Yeah, right? 14. Dude, Water's there's one more light route. I have one more light route to find in, in the depths. Oh, man. <laughs> but it's like... Not sure, like it's not an easily spotable spot where it's like the yeah. maps like kind of not filled in. Mm. I was like, and they're like, oh, go manually. I'm like, oh my god, I have to <laughs> manually check like against a, like a, a guide map. I was like, uh, all right, Zelda. <laughs> 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 fun times. And our guest this episode is Isla Hank. Hi, uh, Isla, congratulations, you oh. are engaged now. Thank you, yeah, pulled mm. the trigger. Yep, we did a classic. Uh, girl simultaneous double Oh, proposal. is that okay? It was double time. Mm-hmm. Wait, how did that work though? Did you guys both know at the same time? Like, we we'd picked out the we'd bought the rings and we've been talking oh, about it okay. forever. Got and it. like, I've known how I would propose for years, and she was like, "I'm pretty sure I know how you'll do it because I would do it the same way." So she did have the same plan as I did. Got it. So while we were there, I did it, and then she did it. Oh, there you go. And cool. then I had planned on some friends surprising us there, Drift too. compatible. Was, yeah, it was really fun. Uh, right now, an insane time for video games. Insane. <laughs> it's I too much, frankly. I am swamped right now. I'm playing yeah. so much stuff. We're all very busy with stuff, and we got Key 3 Summer Game Fest coming up. Uh, Sucking like days, five days away from when we're shooting this. Out of our lives. So that'll be insane, but good fun. Let's talk about the first game. This game... Long time coming. It's Diablo 4 from Woo. Blizzard Entertainment. Finally, Blizzard <laughs> needs a win. <laughs> so far, this seems good. I have yeah. no idea how it'll turn out as we go further and the, the timeline progresses on the series. Mm-hmm. But I've been playing some of it. Isla, you've been playing quite a bit of it, yes. from what I understand, a lot of it. Yeah. And you played a lot of the beta, actually, too. Yeah, I played both beta weekends. I didn't do Server Slam because I was like... I don't need to play Act 1 yeah, a third yeah, yeah. time. I think I beat Act 1 like twice. Yeah, me too. Um, now, in the real game I've beaten, I just beat Act 2. Okay. I'm a level 39 or 38 rogue. Nice. Something like that. Um, I'm really liking it. Yeah, tell me about like, um, I don't know, I guess we can start with your history with Diablo, because I know you like 3 a lot. I've played them all. Let's yeah. get some of that context going right now. I uh, I got in on the ground floor. I played one uh, when it came out with my dad. Oh. And then I played a lot of two. Also, mm-hmm. my dad was also playing it. But like we would land party and stuff at my house, and I would I just played an insane amount of two. Yeah. What um, year was that? Like two thousand one, two thousand. Yeah. Was it ninety nine? I don't remember. Somewhere in there. Oh, okay. Um. Might have been a little earlier. Because I just remember it was, it was yeah, it was po- it was pre Warcraft. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, World of Warcraft. I, yeah, that's yeah. like how I remember. That's about it. And I remember when the Lord of Destruction. Uh, oh, the expansion. Yeah, expansion came out. I played the Assassin or whatever, which uh-huh. I really liked. And then yeah, three. I was really disappointed by when it came out. Mm. I played it on PC and then on PlayStation. But then they. You know, Reaper went back souls. to the drawing board and yeah. fixed it, and then I fell in love with it, and I, I, you know, devoured that. I'm like Paragon level 700 or mm-hmm. some madness in that thing. Um, and so far, I'm really liking four. I think that they, it, it feels like a really good balance between exactly what I wanted it to be, mm-hmm. but also it feels more deliberate and feels more like specific. 
I guess. And maybe that's just because I'm playing a rogue instead of a wizard. Oh, um, sure. Because uh, my wizard build in 3 is just, you know, glass cannon, stand there, and vaporize everyone. Yeah. Whereas the rogue, I have to constantly be doing things, and I have like a rota- like an MMO-style rotation where I'm just like, R1, mm-hmm. circle, triangle, triangle, square, square, square. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm loving it. And I like the... I was a little worried the skill tree would be too simplistic, mm-hmm. um, but as you go into it, it gets it's really specific and, mm-hmm. and branches out in a lot of ways. And you can completely, for the rogue anyway, you can completely change the way your character feels and plays. Yeah, because you can do like ranged or melee and stuff <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah, and even within those, you can make it like, like my first build was kind of not good because <laughs> I was doing oh, like... Oh, sure, yeah, if you're just messing around. My... My basic was melee, my opener was ranged, and I would do caltrops and a poison trap and then jump back out and just kind of, like, Mm. shoot at them. But, like, it was really fun, but I was telling you before, because it wasn't, like, specific enough, and I didn't know which of the, like, little uh, passives to do. Yeah. I was, like, way too squishy. Um it was funny because I'm playing on world level two, which is the hardest one you, yeah. can, you can do before yeah, of you get 50 or whatever. Um, and it was pretty easy until level 30. And then I was then I, then I realized like there was a difficulty spike or something and my, my build was not viable anymore. Mm-hmm. So I had to like go back to the drawing board. Now I'm doing twisting blades like everybody else, but it's, oh, it okay. works. Nice. <laughs> it yeah. works. Um, but yeah, like like most Diablos... Well, I, I was going to say that um, nothing matters till end game, you know. Mm-hmm. But that feels less true in this one. Um, everything that I'm doing is still fun and interesting. Like I don't worry too much about items. Yet. Yeah, I'm not really worried about that too much yet. Yeah, maxing stuff. Because like items, you know, you, once you get your end game build, you're like, okay, now I need to be specific and like search for mm-hmm. certain things. Mm-hmm. But right now, I'm just like, oh, that number's higher, and it gives me a rank on this skill which i love items giving you ranks and skills is really cool mm-hmm. um like i have seven out of five on my main skill you know like oh, it's sure. above yeah, what you're possible up. to do yeah that's and nice. i was like oh i didn't know that could happen that's pretty neat it, i want to be playing it all the time <laughs> um i definitely think about it sometimes <laughs> yeah i'm playing it right here in yeah. my head right now <laughs> this, this is the first game in a long time that's like being detrimental to my life where I'm like, oh. where it's like all I want to be doing. Yes, I know that um, feeling. Yeah. It's a good feeling, but it's bad. Yeah, my fiance, you know, haha. Fiance. My fiance, she's like, hey, what if we like, you know, watched spend a movie or something, <laughs> spend some time together? And I'm like, what? Yeah. What do you mean? I don't understand. Yeah. So sorry, sweetie. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> I've been playing the Necromancer. Hell yeah. Which is cool. Uh, I so the talent tree we were talking about it earlier. Mm-hmm. I definitely feel like I have many options, and there's definitely always a feeling of I wish I could get this, but I can't because I want to get this, which right. is an awesome kind of like I'm going to make choices where I'm like I want to pump up my minions or something like that. Yeah. I want that that bone spear damage or something like that. It's been really fun. It's been really sick rolling around with a group of skeletons around me and stuff, dude. <laughs> yeah. Just like fucking awesome. Like I gave them. Cause you have like a you have your your skill tree, then you have like um, 
for me, it's called Book of the Dead. Okay. It's like the three. It's like the, oh, the specialization. Yeah, you have yeah. like three you could pick from. So I picked mm-hmm. one where my skeletons can hold like shields, and so oh, they cool. can take like a hit without taking damage. Oh, that's neat. Then I have like frost mage skeletons that like freeze guys like that. So I picked that. So it's like really fucking sick, dude. Yeah, yeah. And of course, corpse explosion is like the oh, coolest move ever. Bread and butter. Yeah, bread and Dominate, butter. I don't know if you know what it is, but like you kill <laughs> stuff or you damage something that leaves behind a corpse. You can either like raise skeleton or you can just fucking make it explode. Blow, yeah. yeah. And do tons of damage and you can like add debuffs to that to explode it's just like oh you see the numbers pop you're just like yes yeah. dude you feel that I, itch dude for the rogue you can imbue your attacks so you can oh really cer- certain attacks are imbuable and you have there's a cold imbuement a poison imbuement and a shadow imbuement mm-hmm. the shadow imbuement which is the one i'm using um and it works on three or four of my or three of my moves i think so you pop the imbuement and then um, you hit guys and it has a chance to explode awesome. the corpses too. That's fucking cool. Um, and it rules. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. Uh, it's been interesting playing this game because Diablo 3 was the first one I really played. Oh, okay. Because I didn't have a PC until I was like sure. way later in high school, like 2004. I think right. when WoW came out, I was like, all right. Yeah, <laughs> time to <laughs> Time yeah, to make this happen in. kind of thing like that. So I missed D2 and all that stuff. I did play D2 Resurrected, which I thought was a lot of fun. Yeah. But it's been really interesting seeing the visual style of the game because Diablo 3 looks very different. It's much more colorful. I don't hate it. Like, I know a lot of people hate it, but I, it is just the tone is super different, it feels like. They hate 3 or 4? The people, like, hate the visual style of 3 because oh, it's very colorful. Yeah. Like, 4 is very fucking bleak it's and everything bleak, sucks. Yeah. It is. Everything going on is super bad. Everything dark, is, yeah, dark fantasy, like, yeah. Fucked up shit going on constantly. Like, Dominic, one of the early side quests is this woman's like, oh, I can't find my husband. I was just going to talk about that. He's one. missing kind of thing. Like, so you go out there and find find uh, him with his wife and he's like strung up he's like some sick fuck now that like loves pain he's like skinned up there right. it's, a, it's, a, it's a literal Hellraiser yeah reference. exactly they, yeah. He, gotcha. even sa- he even says like such sights I've seen like the pleasure <laughs> like it's it's like quoting Hellraiser yeah. and I'm like sure yeah so like yeah, yeah you're killing you're like oh, so, killing this bitch like right now you know it's like it's the thing you're killing demons constantly in this game and I love Non-stop. it dude. there's Non-stop. going back to what the, the older ones were pretty much yeah you know, it seems old, like old, it, the tone especially the tone, yeah. of the games oh yeah 2 was very bleak yeah 2 was very bleak and this one is more bleak so far probably mm. like there's there are glimmers of joy and hope and then and then the game will just like fuck that person over for, for yeah. having hope. Yeah. It's just like really, it's really nice. <laughs> I snack on it. Um, so you're further in the game with me so you could probably, you've experienced this more than I have. So D4 is like open world now. Yeah. So new to the game now, Damian, you can oh. see players in the world sometimes just walking around. Okay. And yeah. It's an MMO. It's not, yeah, it's <laughs> not like separate zones you load into like chapters like the f- other games, you know. Like yeah, Act 1 was three. Tristam or whatever. Yeah. 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 This one is just like all the giant map, mm-hmm. and the map's big, and I haven't yeah, been on it, and it's, it's so big, big dumb, man. You have mounts now. Which, yeah, wow, I haven't okay. unlocked one. I haven't yet. gotten it yet. Yeah. I think you have to do story. Stuff. There's some sure. something. Yeah, something in Act Two or Three. I think. Yeah. I don't know. I know the character because when you when you from the very beginning of the game, you go to the stable, and it's like complete quest, Donin's whatever, and I know that character. Mm-hmm. Um. Lots of things have happened with that character, mm-hmm. uh, but I haven't done that quest yet, so I don't know if I've missed it or or what. But yeah, also part of me, I'm interested to see how mounts impact the game because mm. part of for me the the discovering the joy of the open world in this game is 
walking and seeing like, oh, there's a weird basement. Oh, yeah. Like, let me go in there, you know. Um, I get yeah. it. Yeah, mounts should be something you get after you've had the like yeah. pleasure of yeah. seeing everything up close and personal. And then I am, yeah, yeah. I'm starting to get to the point where I'm like, ooh, that's far away. And I don't have a quick quick travel over there. Ooh, baby, that's okay. fun. You know, like, this, sometimes I'm like, give me a horse. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. I guess it depends how fast it is, because I have no yeah, idea. I don't know. Because I haven't like, seen a lot of people on them yet, so. I mean, there's, like, fast travel spots pretty frequently. Pretty generous, so it's, yeah. Like, not a big deal to me. And it's, it's, like, hard to miss stuff, I feel like. If there's an empty spot on your map, you'll find something yeah, there. Yeah. I haven't you found get, anything, like, crazy secret yet. Maybe yeah. there is. I have no idea. You get renowned for like you can tell on the map oh my God, where there's dude, like a little fucking rep grind down me on a little getting, thing. I like the rep grind, dude. It reminds me of old school World of Warcraft. Yeah, and that rep up to you because you get rewards for it, like yeah. an additional potion or something like or that. Or skill points, or which skill is really points, big. dude. Yeah. It's just feeding into my MMO brain the stuff I love. Dami, this game has a disgusting amount of content, and it it's seems like so far horrifying. amount of stuff you can do and like optional tasks. It's Overwhelming. If yeah. you try to do everything, it seems like you're going to be playing for a very long there you go. time. To have, to have yeah. this and Zelda come out basically on top of each other, like, I am i haven't beaten Zelda yet. I know mm-hmm. you guys have several times, probably, but, like, uh, <laughs> <Several> <laughs> eight or <now>. nine <laughs> times, probably. But, like, I'm so dwarfed and, in, in, like, terrified of the amount of content in both of those games. Mm-hmm. I, we're snacking. And then, like, Street Fighter came out at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, like, I set up a second TV. Sophia was playing Street Fighter while I was playing this, and, like, occasionally we would fight each other um, in Street Fighter. Um, Not in real life. Um, And then, like, 16 is coming up, and I know, like, a lot of people are jazzed about that, Mm -hmm. and that seems huge. I'm just like, how is this... 2023 is, like, 1997 all over again. It's insane. It's ridiculous. Uh, Let's read some emails about Diablo. This is from Colt Smith. Oh boy, am I happy to get in Diablo here this week. I just wrapped up Tears of the Kingdom, so now I have like half a month for Diablo before Final Fantasy 16. On the questions, how do you think Diablo holds up as a whole experience? Like Diablo 3 was a bit weak on story, for example, (laughs) but the end game was solid as a rock. Does D4 have a weak link or or is it all around awesome like Diablo 2? Also, how are you feeling about the classes? Are there any that feel like they should have been there but aren't. Grats on your engagement, Isla. <laughs> Thanks. I'll answer the the last one real quick. Uh, Paladin seems like the most likely one to me that'll come. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like there, are, there. Are, I saw in the news like an article recently that they're working on two expansions right now. Yeah, classes are always part of that. Yes, I feel like Paladin will be first or second. Paladin feels like a no brainer. Yeah. eventually. It fi- it fills that sort of like magic and melee mm-hmm. gap that's not exactly there right now because. Uh, Druid is, sort of does that, and Sorcerer is f- f- kind of similar to Wizard, and Rogue is kind of similar to Demon Hunter and Assassin. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like a mix of yeah. those. So nothing to me feels missing. Um, Paladin's a good call, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad liked to play Witch Doctor uh, cool. in yeah, 3, like Doctor. <laughs> uh, so that was always fun. Mm-hmm. I love just like the the nasty, like... I'd love to see a new class, honestly. Something that, like... Mm. dives into just like like I'd love to play a character that's just like evil like they just fully use hell powers and that's mm. that and it's like they are just aligned with themselves I feel themselves. like Necromancer you just use Necro hell is pretty much like that yeah I guess <laughs> you're doing unholy shit constantly yeah I think it'd be cool um, to have like a class that is support 
uh, based hmm. a little support focus like, more so which and like rogue i can make enemies vulnerable and that does it for everybody else too yeah yeah Class, and like definitely synergy you can have i know players barbarian has a lot of mm-hmm. buffs and and stuff that other people can use but i I'm, i'd be interested like if a paladin could heal everyone or Sure, Something yeah, maybe. Like I have no idea. There's Crusader in 3, but I never played them, so I have no idea how they uh, work. Omar played a Crusader, and I, all I remember from the Crusader is that he uh, got to a point, as as do most Diablo builds, where he was literally unkillable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he could just stand there and he would never die. Yeah. Uh, pretty good. Um, what was the other? So far, I don't so, feel like anything is yeah, missing. Yeah, does D4 have a weak link, or is it all around awesome like D2? Uh, hard to say. Yeah. I feel like a game like this you need to spend so much time with yeah and like season one's not even around not here yet so this is a game you definitely have to watch for a while but so far everything seems good foundation wise I've heard the end game is really good I'm not there yet I I just finished act two like I said I'm of course annoyed there's uh, skins and stuff like that to buy but it's just like it's just the reality of things nowadays it's it's inoffensive yeah and like I look at them mostly just to get the like new icon to go mm-hmm. away off of the damn menu but like i am a little confused like even the ones that look cool i'm like this is diablo like mm-hmm. I- i'll transmog if i find it and i want something to all look yeah. cohesive but it's like half of the joy of diablo is finding cool looking shit yeah exactly <laughs> i guess my thing is is like i wish it wasn't there but i understand why it's there yeah especially for a game that's going to be constantly going with support you yeah. know it's like a live service game now yeah so like, like i when, understand when the battle pass comes out i'll probably at least buy the first one just sure to, yeah or maybe it comes with the ultimate edition i think if you have the the, the hundred dollar one okay yeah so i think i'll just get that yeah. maybe but like yeah i'm interested what'll be in there like if it's murmuring obols or something i'll be like just, Sick. i think it's just skins they've said right oh, now or cosmetics right. well that's less interesting. they have said no player power like mm. buying wise which is great like that, that is good yeah. save that for diablo immortal all right <laughs> keep that out of this game <laughs> yeah i mean i guess that's that's a good point because it is multiplayer more so than before yeah um which is pretty inobtrusive like i've had one stranger yeah. invite me to a party and we have a clan Join our, join our join our clan. Easy clan. It's called Easy Allies. The code is Easy A. I think you can search for either one of those. Yeah. Um, I'm uh, the leader of mm-hmm. it currently, but Brad and and Huber and I made a few other people officers so that they have invite power and yeah. like ban power and stuff like that. Because yeah, but um, join it. Join We've it. got slots. I think we're we're yeah. at fifty people or something, and you can do one fifty. So there's a hundred slots left. Uh, they also asked, how do we feel about the classes? So, I've only really messed with... The very first time I played the game, which was a while ago now, was Barbarian. Mm, cool. And it seemed cool at the time. Well, there, when I played it, there was only, like, two or three classes right, I could play Right, yeah, as. they only allowed a few. But Barb was cool. Like, I remember, I think I had, like, a kick move where I could, like, kick guys. I was like, sick. Cool. All that good stuff. But, um, I definitely am interested in trying out other classes where I'm like, I want to try Rogue out, you know? Yeah. I want to try Barbarian. Like, I, I played with Huber some... Of course, he's, he's the druid. Oh, no, he's, he's the druid, druid right, of with course, me. Because yeah, a bear. And it, the bear form, he does. He, I think he said he has two moves, and that's it. That <laughs> he does. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. you get into weird situations in four where it's like, my build is like ultra yeah. powerful, but I have three moves. Yeah, and but that's he just it. loves it. Yeah, that's just like it's so good. So yeah, I'm feeling I've, cool about the classes right now. I've heard from some people, and I think this was re- really true in the beta. I think they uh, putzed with it a little bit, but I heard that. Barbarian and Druid were really great end game and a little boring mm. early game. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, I think maybe they've addressed that because now I see lists where Barbarian and Druid are like top yeah, listed. It's, we're still in the early days, it's, so it's hard nobody to Nobody knows what the hell yeah. they're talking about. And like things are getting nerfed and buffed every day, literally. Yeah, they're hotfixing stuff um, pretty frequently, yeah. which is nice. But um, yeah, I played Sorcerer in the first beta mm-hmm. and I got it to 25, which was the level cap in the beta. I really loved it, um, but then I tried Rogue just to like... See, and I, I liked how active it was, so I, I went rogue for the main game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, eventually I think I would try probably Necro and mm-hmm. uh, Druid maybe. Mm-hmm. Druid seems cool. Yeah, I think Druid seems cool. Yeah. I've only seen the bear form, but I assume there's other ones. I think there's a wolf also. Oh, okay. Something like that. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, Neo GD asked, is Diablo the perfect podcast game? If not, what is? Uh, it's a good, it's a good podcast game. Once you get to end game, it will definitely. If you want to like pay attention to the story, I guess, then no. Yeah, I. But there... there's a definitely a lot of moments if you just go like a random dungeon. It's like yeah. twenty minutes. You can choose to play Diablo for in a podcast mode if you don't want to do the main story quest. I so far have really been liking the story. Um, especially like somebody mm-hmm. else said, compared to three, mm-hmm. um, three's not bad. It's just kind of predictable and very simple. But this one is like complicated and nasty and sad and like everything you want in a Diablo story yeah. so far. So if you're if you're doing story stuff, I'd say don't listen to a podcast. But if you're just grinding random dungeons and doing world events and stuff like that, yeah, yeah. Have Other you than looked that, at the, is, the Paragon board or anything like that? I haven't I've been at saving it. Okay. I, I know that it, I saw a video about it, so I've seen like how insane it is and that okay. the boards can fucking like rotate. There are whoa, like sections whoa, whoa, of board whoa, whoa. and they can rotate and like there are end glyphs or whatever that you can, they sit that like completely change your build. Oh, shit. So it seems like, because Paragon in 3 was cool, but it was mostly just kind of like, Hey, your critical strike chance is higher now. Oh, kind of like boring stuff? Yeah, it was just like, this number goes up. Nothing that changes the way you play necessarily. Whereas this, I am not there yet, so maybe I'm, you know, puffing it up too much. But like, if what they said in that video is to be believed, Mm. it it like literally changes builds. Mm. um, And you, they want you to like look at it and plan it out like a regular build. So Mm -hmm. it seems pretty wild. I don't know. It is gigantic. Yeah. So I'm a little daunted by it, but it unlocks at level 50, I guess. So yeah. I'm almost there. Uh, one good thing about the game is, from a technical standpoint, it's been pretty damn solid. From like, the, uh, I played, I think it came out on Thursday for us, like 5 p.m. Yeah. And I played Friday, and my queue was like 10 seconds. Yeah, I've Compared never. Compared to D3, which was like oh my a God. nightmare. Yeah. Of just like, you can't even play the game. Longest queue I've had so far was three minutes, and it was yesterday. Um, and I was like, oh, wait, everyone has the game now. Mm-hmm. Like, that, it just went, like, public. Yeah. Like, 40 minutes before I logged in. And I was like, that's pretty good. First yeah. beta, the wait times were, like, 80 minutes, 100 minutes. Yeah. I definitely think we're getting to the era now where online-only games like this, you can play the first day they actually come out yeah. now. Instead of just, like, assuming the first day you won't be able to play. Like, uh, 14 Damiani. I remember, like, Stormblood was, like, a fucking nightmare. Man. Just it's like in that Raban thing, it, it's gone back and forth. Like Stormblood had problems, Shadowbringers was a little bit better. Yeah, Endwalker was just like the volume of people. Yeah, it was just like impossible to get. Like you the had to wait times. hours yeah. to get in. And, yeah, if oh, you, yeah, like, I forgot. Yeah, people yeah. were using like oh, yeah. they cool. they had like the auto kick timer, but people were using oh. like scripts to oh, get around it because yeah. just wiggle the mouse the, scripts or, or just auto jump, jump scripts. So jump oh. every so often <laughs> and like. <laughs> 
if you didn't do it and you got logged out, you expect to like you maybe take a few hours to get back oh, in. Oh man! And it was also having like the queue the queue line issue where you could get like kicked out. Mm -hmm. And initially, it wasn't remembering your spot, so you had to like go back to the back of the line if you like oh. disconnected during it. They fixed that pretty quickly, but there but you were know some good rage videos about that. Interesting about fourteen is they don't do betas or any like no. tests like that. Like be no. Diablo's had like three betas That's what and I was stuff going like to say. that. Like Diablo's betas were super effective mm -hmm. and like. Even during the beta, I could see them improving things. Like, yeah. the first day of beta one that I was in, the open beta or closed beta, whatever, uh, the wait times were crazy. And then, like, a few hours later, they were way better. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, I can see you actually improving this and, like, making the changes. So, like, they mm -hmm. used it well and it worked. I've had the game... Um, it's kind of frozen and crashed twice, but it didn't lose any progress. You're playing anything. on PlayStation? Playing PS5. Okay. Um... Which may honestly have been local internet problems. We had sure. like a router issue, mm -hmm. and I just replaced the router and updated my my firmware, and everything's better now. Replaced the modem, I mean. Yeah. Um. So it might have been that. I don't know. But yeah, that's like the only things I've had. Yeah, I had some lag spikes with Mike, but he was the host at the time. And when we switched it to me, mm. it was fine. So yeah, I've I played know. online, and it was. But totally we're doing fine. cross play too. Right. Because I'm playing on PC, and he's doing PS5. So. It's pretty cool yeah, you can I, even do that. I played with somebody who was playing on Xbox, and it was nice. totally fine. Yeah. Damiani, how are you feeling about Diablo? Just um, watching from the sidelines a little bit. I know you've been seems like it. I mean, obviously, it seems like people are way more excited. It seems like it had a much better launch. Like, everything's just, like, a complete 180 from the start of Diablo 3. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Obviously, you know, they, they Blizzard did took steps to try and correct course with Diablo 3, but out of the gates, it looks like Diablo 4 is on the right course. Yep. It's just, as you said earlier, Brad, about can they maintain that and what, you know, the content and balances they have planned down the line to keep mm -hmm. people happy. Because, I mean, we've seen good launches before, like yep. Halo Infinite. Great yeah. launch. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like point. I think I trust Blizzard a little bit more than <laughs> three four three at this point for uh, roadmaps. Oh, because sure. It's, like it's Blizzard's. <laughs> they have a roadmap. Yeah. 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 Not for being a company yeah. or yeah. being good people, but for having a roadmap. Sure. Yeah, just for like in terms of like delivering content. Yeah. Right. Sorry, that was like mm -hmm. <laughs> tunnel vision on the point and no, missing right. yeah, the yeah, bigger. Yeah. No, 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 I know what you mean. No, 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 no. I was, I was just kind of teasing. <laughs> I guess that's where some of my hesitation is, Damian, is because it is Blizzard, and I, as someone who's played their games for a long time it's like it peaks and valleys with this company oh yeah mm -hmm. in content especially like just after like overwatch 2 where they're like yeah we're just not doing like that sick new mo we advertise yeah. and it's like all right the whole cool. reason we made it a sequel instead of an add-on yeah. yeah but it, it yeah. seems like so far you know diablo has a very good start so hopefully that momentum will continue yeah all right damiani You've been playing Street Fighter Six. Oh yeah, Street Fighter Six came out the same day as this early access for Diablo Four, <laughs> so I've been in a hell of a pickle. I've only played a little bit in the lab. I was just fucking around with Ken, no just okay. trying out some of his stuff. I gotta say, it feels good though from what I played about what I played of it. Oh yeah, like the biggest disclaimer is like, I, I, like we're not reviewing this, but no. like when I was playing it uh, early, I was like. How do you like even review this? You have to be like, this is from like a casual perspective, right. and mm -hmm. be like, any discussions like balance and like you know, it feels good to us, but it's like I was like, man, I have to put like a disclaimer up saying like we're not gonna even get into balance or like you know how it can like troll yeah, feels. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I was like, I know this is a tangent, but like I was like wrestling with that. I was like, yeah, how? Yeah, like this is the type of game where I think you have to have different pers like different perspectives matter sure, for a review, yeah. and you, this is a game that can have like 
you know, benefits from having different voices yeah, totally. talk about it. And that kind of ties into what I've been playing, which is the world tour. Mm-hmm. A, because Street Fighter V didn't launch with any Dude, kind Street of... Dude, Street Fighter V, like, launched with nothing. Yeah, with nothing. <laughs> and this is a significant story component. And B, uh, the control schemes that they're offering. Right. Having uh, well, uh, uh, the classic and then the modern controls, and then also having a... Uh, Auto combo or situational combo modifier as well. If you want to go even like, further, um, like a lot of Arc System Work games have that kind of stuff. Gonna, I, so, I, yes, I think so. familiar. Yeah. So this is not maybe unique, but it's oh, nice no. that more are adopting it. And for me, the the modern controls are good, like you know, baseline because you just have like light, medium, heavy, and a special button mapped to the four face buttons, and then it's like an up, down, left, right, or neutral input yeah. determines what. Like what actually executes? So oh. you do not need to do complex directional inputs. Okay. So no half circle, quarter circle, sure you can movement like that stuff. I'm but not... you can still. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah obviously you can use classic you controls. Can absolutely. Well, because I was no, but I was playing on modern with oh, Cami, you... and I was doing yes. I was doing like cannon spike or whatever arrow move, and it would do it when I did the motion for it. So yeah, there's an uh, like. Regardless of what you use, if you use like modern, you can just do the manual inputs and it will still come okay, out. Okay, okay, yeah. And also, you can disable it, I believe, but if you leave it on, you can also have like the auto combo thing, which is just nice because like it's holding down, like I think on PlayStation, it's like right trigger. And so when you hold right trigger and like keep mashing like light, depending on where you are to your opponent, it will try and do some type of combo oh. for you. And then medium will do medium. And then the heavy one's nice because it'll try and do a heavy combo into a super if you actually have super meter. Oh. And it's nice because it's good for people who struggle with those like kind of like timely executions, not just like directional inputs, but just the timing of like just the, the rhythm of inputs. But it's nice because you see how it's supposed to look and how it feels. Mm-hmm. So like you can go from there like, oh, I see the timing of this, even though I'm just mashing one button. Let me, tr- you know, you can kind of evolve from there. Um, so I spent a lot of time messing with modern controls because like, how does this feel? And it just makes it way, it allows you to focus on other things, which I think is nice. Like sure. your spacing, footsies, like fo- like uh, you can practice like cross-ups a little bit easier. Like, oh, I'm gonna jump and kick and go over your head and make the opponent turn around and like, maybe I can do like a mix up here. So that type of stuff is nice to be able to practice. Mm-hmm. So sure. this game's giving you all those nice options. Um, and then in world tour mode, really nice like story content. Um, Interesting presentation. Um, you're in Metro City. You're like a you know new person who comes in. You you uh, go to Luke, who becomes like your first kind of like teacher. It was in the demo. We we kind of yeah, saw yeah. what happened. Yeah, character creator. And, and, all a, that. and then yeah, you have a character creator. You can make crazy stuff. You can make like I made like Chris <laughs> Redfield basically. Yeah, you did. So oh, nice. You can go normal. You can go crazy. You can have all that fun. And uh, from there, it, 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 the, the city keeps evolving and expanding as you can meet like new teachers. I think the second one you can meet is Chun-Li. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's the second one you can meet. There's like side quests you can do. There are like regular bad guys, like the remnants uh, of like the Mad Gear like gang. The box, the, the box guys, heads. Yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah, it, it's a little unfortunate that these fights are only in 30 frames yeah. instead of 60 frames. I yeah, think it's because right. it's a. You said the character creator. I think it has something to do with the character creator, and it, like it's more. It's like you can fight anywhere in Metro City, and it just like goes right into the fight. There's like a mm. small quick load, and then you're right there in the space you were just at. So I but think that's that, only with created characters in World Tour. Yeah, World Tour. Frames? Yeah. 
Okay, so real, real, like, real, the, yeah, the yeah, real yeah, stuff yeah, yeah, is yeah, 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 okay, yeah. Okay. but I think any character, yeah, that'd be a big problem. I know, yeah. I'd be like, there, I'm there surprised not I didn't much. hear about that. Yeah. But yeah, like you, you have like side quests where you you get to explore the city. You you know, there's a day night cycle thing where you, you go to a like a, a, a like a not a hotel but like a a spot where you can rest and you can advance into <clears> night <throat> or day. Mm -hmm. And like nighttime, enemies are more aggressive. Ooh, you know, you can see the levels of every, every enemy. I mean, you can just grind it out. Like the first chapter. Um, you just go up to every regular citizen and they have like a prompt to either talk with them or fight them. And it's really cool. Like you just like bump, like cross yeah. like, not fist, but like kind of cross like forearms. arm, forearms like yeah. that. And then you just go into a fight and you just like, every, like they have lore for it. It's like, oh, the people like Mad Gear overran the city and then Mike, you know, Mayor Hagar came in, cleaned up the city, but like people here are tough. So like everyone knows how to fight. So <laughs> it's just like part of the lore, which yeah. is pretty insane That's and crazy. Funny. And I kind of like dig it. And yeah, you just fight anyone. You can grind up and you get completely over leveled which is nice and the great thing about world tour mode is um you're not only is it the creative character but you can start equipping different abilities to your different oh. slots based on the more teachers and dojos you unlock so you go to like luke chun li you can get like dj um like marissa is another one you can get like mm -hmm. they're pretty much all there as you keep playing and you have your own character level and then you have like kind of your dojo rep level as well. Oh. And as you do that, you get like new conversations with your teacher and you can eventually learn new moves from them. And that, that rep is per teacher? Yes, yeah, so you have oh, a per cool. teacher and their character yeah, yeah. level. And so you can start equipping like, you know, with Luke, you have Luke's like, you have two, you know. Yeah, his moves, yeah. Yeah, so you start I getting specials and like supers and you can start mixing and matching with that. That's cool. You unlock, there's That's like cool. a skill tree system and it's kind of cool they do the skill tree system. It's presented kind of like a tournament bracket. So you have oh. two choices for each like, you know, it's like there might be like a round of eight. And so you have two options in the first like round. It's like, do I want more kick strength or more punch strength? And you oh, pick one, yeah, the other one yeah. loses. Right. So you don't get any more. And like you keep going and eventually you can unlock like more slots for accessories and you know new moves. Mm -hmm. And accessories is like clothing. So yeah. they have a whole clothing system in this game. And as you go to new areas of Metro City, you get, you know, new stores, you can buy new clothes. Some clothing is a reward. And they all have like stat attributes, so they can buff oh. your different stats oh, as wow. well. And you can look kind of really goofy, but they have like a transmog system where you can go in and choose the appearance of any item as well. That's cool. good. So it's really like, you know, it's yeah. really robust it's really like that. really out compared to what Street Fighter has been in the past. And it's just, you know, it, it's kind of fun to run around the city. They, they do kind of gate you off early on, but there are some like, you know fire ladders that go up to rooftops. There's like a superhero dude up there that was super high level <laughs> that I met. Like I was like like I was like level thirty or something. He was like level thirty, level like just under it. And I was like, dude, he's like I just watch over the city and protect it. I was cool. like, dude, I'm gonna come back and fight you at yeah. some point because you can do fight. Um Does World Tour have like um punch this car so yes like stuff built into it too so there are many arcade does there's two things there's there's mini game npcs uh one of them was like break the boards and okay. had like different difficulty levels they also had what's it called hado pizza which was like kind of like a not like a rhythm game but it was like you had to do the right inputs simon says type game oh. but you just had to literally follow what it told you to do and you had a time limit 
and it was to make the pizza. So he did the right moves. You're like putting on the right toppings, awesome. and he made like the pizza at That's the end. Jolly, dude. And then you can use so you uh, as you learn new special moves from your teachers, you can also equip them as environmental attacks. Right. So like spinning bird kick from Chun Li, you can do that to cross distances like on the rooftop. I want to go over to this other rooftop. Oh, you can like cross a gap. A gap. That's so cool. Or there's like signs and like tr like you know bins and stuff you can just smash through and then the enemies you can initiate an attack against them so you'll do some damage and be it it's like rpg it's like yeah, yeah. i initiated the battle and then yeah. they can attack you too first and then they're at an advantage and some of these battles you just have like multiple waves of people coming at you from like you know both directions oh. um sometimes you have your like kind of like pokemon rival dude who, who shows up as well um he can help you out in some battles but also teachers you could call them as assist oh so yeah you hit like both the l1 r1 on playstation and they'll just jump in and come mm -hmm. help you out i really haven't had to use it because i've been like kind of over leveled but i've tried it out a few times like with luke and chun li to have them drop in mm -hmm. and yeah it's like it, they give you a lot of different options you have items you can use outside of battle and inside of battle to increase your attributes like health like to heal more attack more defense um and I remember the demo. We bought like a dish from a food truck. Yeah, it was like a the, healing item. The, there was like two types of pizza, like a veggie or a yeah, pepperoni yeah, pizza yeah. you could buy, and they start <laughs> from there. And yeah, I mean, there's like hidden like a chest to have. You know, you have like money in this as well. You can earn. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything like you have a, your all the things done through your cell phone. So like, um, you can track your missions. You can change your gear. Everything through there. There's uh, also a fast travel in Metro City. They're bus stops. So as you uh, find them and, and, and engage them, you can just like quickly you know hop across town. Mm -hmm. Some of them require you to do some kind of activity before you can unlock them. And then obviously it's a world tour mode. You can travel to other locations. Now the one thing I was slightly disappointed about was Metro City so far is the only big environment area. Oh, Everything else everyone. is just kind of like a set piece locale, like a oh. little like like stage environment area where you can walk around a little bit and it has like the teacher there, a few NPCs. Mm -hmm. They have nice cutscenes that introduce them, but you're not like the one of the Not first ones I went to was the UK. You don't go around London. Oh, I was like, okay. oh, you're just outside some like iconic. I guess landmark. I'm not surprised by that, but it's kind of a bummer. But like, I haven't even unlocked all of Metro City yet. I think oh, there's wow. still like mm -hmm. one part maybe that's like uh, un not unlocked, but they still keep you know adding on to it. So it's kind of nice. And again, a lot of side quests, yeah. um, challenge ones where. Uh, your instructors, well, not your teachers, but you have these like uh, kind of like a street team who's assigned to you at the beginning from Luke. You met uh, what's her face, the the first Alice, Lisa Alice. Or Alice, Alice, Alice. Yeah, yeah. yeah, she has two assistants as well. Um, they teach you the fundamentals, like you mm. must beat me by only throwing me. You must uh, beat me by not taking damage. Yes. You must beat me by only doing like uh, anti air. So they're kind of teaching you like the base. It's a world tour. Feels like it's a very well disguised tutorial. I was gonna ask you if yeah. it felt like it's teaching you how to play the game. It it is because I I did like the, the normal tutorial, just like the classic tutorial. You know, you're in a, a place and it's like, hey, do you know? Here's how to do this new tech, like the the R two R one. Yeah, I forgot what it's called, but it's like that the new parry mechanic thing. There's the parry and like there's supers and stuff like that. But Sophia said that that tutorial was. Really good. Yeah. Compared to five, she said like sure, they're yeah. explaining why you want to do these things too. Yeah, as well it, as like, how. it does kind of explain like some here's some extra depth to these things. Yeah. 
But um, it's good. It sounds like the tutorial is like a nice fleshed, or sorry, the World Two Remote is a nice fleshed out tutorial actually. Yeah, I mean, it's letting you focus on like it's basically teaching you the basics you have to understand. It's not going to make you like a very good or great no, no, fighter, no, no, no. but at least you'll, you'll understand knowledge. like the, the the rudimentary stuff about how to compete in, well, in Street Fighter. It's introducing you to the mechanics of each other character too through the gurus so that yes that's actually pretty cool because you get to see different fighting styles yeah. and if you're not like really gravitating towards one it's like oh this you, now you know like oh maybe you don't like chun Li's style so i would not pick chun Li right. when i move on from world tour to fight other people or fight in like the arcade or i you really like i really like in the character um chooser selector selector mm -hmm. whatever <laughs> that they show this is a fast character, mid-range, and it's normal mm. difficulty to use. That's for like, nice. Et cetera, for each one. And I'm like, that's really cool, because then I can just look for the speed characters that are normal or easy, and I'm like, mm. great. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. They all have very, you know, distinct feels the characters. So I think it's pretty important to get like this is a very low stakes way to feel out yeah. the, the styles. Because like Chun Li is like going from Luke to Chun Li is very different, mm -hmm. um, and I think you know some people might not be used to like Chun Li's style. Her combo sometimes like the timing's a little bit like harder and different than something like a like a Luke, Luke character. Yeah, and then like later you get like DJ, and it's like oh DJ, um, you know their combos are like you know are a little bit like in between. I feel like, and then um, I forget is her DJ face. the Capoeira one or is that. Who, who? I don't remember. Think DJ. Of Goro? I'm thinking of Eddie. Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking of Eddie. Who is a? No, there's a Street what's Fighter. What's the? What's one. the? Uh, so, uh, the new girl who's like T Hawk related. Oh, I, uh, forget, I don't remember her name. I forget but I know her who name. you're talking about. But uh, her Sophia. style is very different mm -hmm. from no. uh, from the characters and takes a little bit, you know, getting used to. So, and then you know you got like a grappler type character like with Marissa and I haven't got a jury yet. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's just getting to sample some of yeah. those. But the nice thing is you can like World Tour lets you mix and match. So if like, I like this move and right, I like this right, move. Right, so you right. kind of really can yeah. build that. And I don't know, it's like fun because you get to, you know, it's kind of like a dream mode where you just get to like goof around and mess around with yeah. anything you want yeah, yeah. before moving, you know, taking off the training wheels and having to move into the other game modes. But I mean, it's, pretty decently length so far mm -hmm. I, I don't know how long it's gonna take to complete but I mean I, I mean it, it seems pretty substantial yeah um, I think it's a smart move for them to yeah. do this yeah I love that they included it cause like even if it's like they didn't have to include it at all for it to be you know cause Street Fighter usually doesn't have anything mm -hmm. like that and the fact that they did and the fact that it's pretty good like yeah. we're snacking that's great it's definitely meant to be played i think in uh you know Bursts. sessions because yeah. it gets sure. very repetitive yeah. in its nature i mean the, the the side activity stuff the mini game like activities can kind of break up that mm -hmm. but it also you know there aren't enough of those really to yeah to do like marathon sessions i feel like i think mortal kombat raised the stakes on campaign mm. in like a fighting game they kind of like set the bar. I feel like that, so it's it feels good that Street Fighter is like doing that too, just in a, in a very different way. 
Yeah. So I think it's very smart to get a lot of, you know, a lot of people are intimidated by fighting games. They don't want to spend the time to learn something like that. So it's good that there's something that people can hop into to get them into it. Like exactly. That. If you have no interest in the competitive scene, if yeah. you have no interest in going yeah. online and, and having like, like a lot grind of out. Don't. Yeah. This I is don't. so low stakes. <laughs> but I like, like playing fun. Them. It's mm-hmm. goofy. It's jolly. I think it has a lot of, you know, referential stuff for, you know, f- Capcom fighting fans yeah. or like you to get a little bit more out of it. Um, for example, like for goofiness, like I unlocked uh, the Blanca Chan outfit. Like it's a oh, whole yeah. suit, and I put it on before With I went mask to mask and everything. Every, it's a whole cosplay <laughs> thing, and I went to DJ to meet DJ for the first time, and they're doing like a dance party outside, and they're like they're like let they like he's looking at you because you're supposed to be the only one in the audience who's not smiling, but you have like this Blanca Chan, <laughs> so you like it's just like this deadpan reaction from him. It's like oh like. What is, 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 what's going on under there? He's like, all right, let's dance. And you have like a dance thing. Like it's like he thinks you want to be like a you want to like train with him as a dancer, like singer oh, instead of funny. a fighter. That's funny. And so he's having you do the moves, and I'm in the Blanca Chan outfit. I'm like, all right, there there are <laughs> yeah. some good moments in this game that. if you set it up right. Yeah, uh, I think the the Fight Hub is really cool. I haven't really messed around with it, mm. but what I've seen of it is super sick. Like you can play old Capcom games and, yeah. and stuff like that. Um, a lot of that was uh, turned off before. I could yeah, play. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but now that's like out. It, it's like it was unlocked. Um, yeah, I've watched other people have been playing it. Um, yeah, that hub environment seems like packed with people. Dude, Tommy, just having a good time. Sorry to interrupt you, but when I saw the fight hub and like the vibe of it, it reminded me of Play Online. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, like, like yeah. sick. It's like, yeah, it's like that or like like old Fantasy Star. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 totally. It, it's like those, those lobby Home. room. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like having those classic games. I mean, I, hopefully they can keep adding to that mm-hmm. to keep, you know, maybe rotating them out seasonally or something. Yeah, or like yeah. with the characters that are coming, maybe they'll come with like a new arcade or something. I don't know. Yeah. Was, it, was it like the, I had the weird, I've never encountered this in a game before. Before we, I downloaded it on my Xbox because mm-hmm. I was playing Diablo 4 on my PlayStation and Sophia wanted to play it so I was like okay um, and I downloaded the game and then we go into the game and it's like uh, she was trying to do the fighting uh, whatever like the normal arcade mode it was like this isn't downloaded and I was like what? And then oh. we tried a different thing, and it was like, this isn't downloaded. We had to Google. Yeah, we had to go it. into manage game and like click on them separately oh, to download the rest of the game I owned already. So on PlayStation, it just did it automatically that's what for I, me. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I, it's I, an I'm Xbox sure. thing, yeah, but I was just like, that is weird. Yeah, didn't run into that issue. If, that, if you run into that, go to manage game and make sure that all of the parts of the game are clicked because it ch- lets you choose. Because I was like, what? It was so bizarre. I really like There's the... There's no in-game way to do it. Uh, I like the presentation of this game. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, coming from the initial logo reveal to where we are now. No. Although the same 30 seconds of that rap song that starts playing when you go to the menu, I'm already sick of it. Uh, <laughs> like, like, Sophia was playing it next to me. I'm like, I've heard that same 12 seconds it, 15 times. <laughs> it's the indestructible... Not quite as bad as indestructible, probably, but, like, it's Street Fighter 4 indestructible theme where it's like, ah, you here to start up. <laughs> yeah, like, all yeah. right, let's, let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, you get so used to where you're navigating. It's, like, plays for a few seconds. I'm like, yeah, yeah it feels it's like, like, you know... It's, like, not even comfort- a gripe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like, comforting to hear it. But, like, this, the general music, I think I, I really like it. Um, yeah. yeah, like, the, you know, the voice work is fun. Um, like, the characters, um, like, Luke is the first one you meet. You know, mm-hmm. he's like yeah. being overly peppy, but like, you know, he's like doing it because he's, you know, putting on kind of like, you know, he is like, you know, that's his personality. But at the same time, he's like, ah, like I'm also like a realist and like I'm just trying to be like upbeat for you. And mm-hmm. like he's, you know, he's like, like 
you know what? He feels like the, the huber of the game. Because like oh, all his little Lucas? text messages are so like they're coming at you fast, furious, and he's like telling oh. you like cool stuff and like trying to get you like, hey man, this is good and stuff and like and even when something bad happens, he's like, you know what, don't worry about it. Like, you know, <laughs> like it's you know, I, I won't sugarcoat it, but like, hey, it's like, you know, you can turn around from this. It's like, oh, you know, nice person. Whereas yeah. mm-hmm. everyone else has like their own unique personalities. And uh, again, it's a uh, fighting game like goofiness, you know, for like storyline plots, but uh, even like for like the smaller characters, like some of like the the, the villainous characters, you know, mm-hmm. they have like some goofy shit that goes on with yeah. them too, and it's like it feels like that comical patented Capcom like goofiness, which I, yeah. I really like. Have you messed with like the main roster at all, really? So no, that's the thing. I've actually only been like Just in World, in World Tour, Tour, doing my custom, but like I'm uh, champing at the bit to <laughs> champing <laughs> two two things. Uh, I heard all of you talking about it. I forget where, and you were like arguing whether it was chomping or oh, champing. Bloodworth and I have had the same argument like four times on the podcast. I'm pretty sure. And then it come it came up in an episode of Ozark where oh, it's really? like champing at the bit. Like they like say yeah. it, and I have the subtitles. It's like it's champing. Yeah, <laughs> they, yeah, they, yeah. It's a horse trainer. They're saying champing it's at the bit. Champing, yeah. <laughs> uh, but you uh, yeah. in Bloodworth. Champion at the bit for <laughs> to to play as you know the main roster and like dive into playing a little bit of the 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 game proper outside of the the story mode for sure. Like I, I think that's its intended design for World Tours to get you past a little bit of that and excited to like oh let's try some of the other stuff out. Mm-hmm. And obviously, if it doesn't work out, I feel like you get a good amount of you know time out of world tour that I feel like you didn't like you know it wasn't a, it wasn't wasted you yeah. still feel kind of satisfied yeah, yeah, yeah. at the end I love that it's in there because for somebody like me I always feel like I'm always super interested in fighting games but then I burn out so hard cuz I'm just not good at them and I don't I don't have that kind of like drive to grind mm. it out and learn and like sure. try to do ranked and like cuz I just get decimated by every human being I go up against right but like Playing against computers and stuff, I can do okay. And so all I want is to be able to do a little world tour mode and like play the arcade modes and stuff like that. Yeah, and I love that. that. Yeah. That's fun. I'm excited about it. Yeah. If it, you can have best of both worlds, it's great. Yeah. Cause like I love, I think that's so cool. Even though I don't get deep into it, is like I like the competitive scene of it a lot. I think it's really cool. Yeah. But hey, like world tour sounds fun. I love to watch that. people play yeah, like yeah, Evo. Yeah. I'm like, God damn it, you guys are great <laughs> at this. But I can't do it. All right, we got two questions, both from the Wojnar brothers. Wojnar! We're going to do Zach first. Okay. Based on the superb-looking World Tour mode in Street Fighter VI and the underwhelming showing of Mortal Kombat 1 thus far, this might be the first time I skip Mortal Kombat and hop aboard Street Fighter. Of course, there's a chance MK1 could have a similar or equally unique and compelling single-player mode, but we'll see. Uh, Can you talk talk about times when you've jumped ship from one franchise to a competitor? Call of Duty to Battlefield, GTA to Saints Row, anything like uh, that. Uh, Skyrim to Dark Souls. <laughs> and I never looked back. I was definitely considering going over to getting a, a PlayStation and uh, jump, like going into Final Fantasy VII because Ocarina of Time was taking so long to come out. Oh, really? That's <laughs> funny. Yeah, like, yeah, uh, it came it's, out it's like for, next year. It took forever. I was like, but then when they finally announced, like, ne- like they gave a year, finally, like, 98, it's definitely coming out. Like, here's, like, real things and, like, oh, it's finally tangible. Like, mm-hmm. I held off. Like, I was so sure, close yeah. to pulling, like, trying to, like, you know, Go for that and be like, tell my parents, like, I actually don't want Nintendo 64. Like, 
Any money I save up should go towards like PlayStation, PlayStation and Final Fantasy VII. That's like a different reality, like yeah. a different branch happened. And then, and then like N sixty four and Ocarina of Time, and I got that. I was like, yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> yeah. good. Uh, I can't think of a time where I like jump ship from competitor for a game. I always just kind of wanted to play everything <laughs> if I could help it. Obviously, when we were younger, we had to make choices like consoles. You know, like I'd, yeah. When I, was I chose a kid, the, the PS2 over the Dreamcast kind of mm, thing like that. Yeah. Oh, console choices were huge. Yeah, yeah. but like oh. games, I can't really think of many. Yeah. Another one was like, uh, yeah, I was initially, you know, excited for PS3. And then the more was revealed, the more I was like not excited. And it was taking forever mm-hmm. for some of the big games. And yeah. so I remember getting... What, you weren't into Lair? Yeah, Lair. <laughs> Genji, uh, Dave the Blade. Yeah, Genji. Um, Xbox 360 and mm-hmm. Halo 3. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna. I never played really Halo, and I have never had the Xbox, so I'm gonna do this. So I like had a 360 and got Halo before I had a PS3. Me too. Wow. And then after that, I think the next year, 2008, after like Don't Make Cry and mm-hmm. Metal Gear Solid, Metal Gear Solid 4 was that's like when, the moment that's where when I'm like, I, need, bought it, I, I was like, time yeah. to go get it. I need to go bundle. find a PS3. Yeah. Time to get serious. I yeah. got mine when Little Big Planet came out. I think. Like okay. the holiday around that, but I knew stuff was starting to come out, so I waited. I didn't get it when it first came out. No one bought PS3 when it first yeah, came out. Yeah, like no man, what? Five hundred ninety nine. And no games is like, well, no. I was definitely games. more interested in like Silent Hill versus Resident Evil when they both came out, mm-hmm. but I played them both and yeah, I yeah, loved yeah, them yeah. both. Definitely. So yeah, I didn't like pick a team. Yeah, I don't think I ever did. I can recall. All right, this is from Jason. What was your now? For the first time ever since Street Fighter, int- or for the first time ever, Street Fighter interests me more than Mortal Kombat. <laughs> kind of similar thing from both of them. <laughs> Mortal Kombat was day one for me since 2011's reboot, but now MK1 has me uninterested unless they do something like the World Tour mode or a revamp Conquest mode like from the PS2 era. I do remember that. That was fun. Do you think fighting games should and will add more a P single player game? Should add more to a P single player gamers? Who not might be avid fighting game fans. Uh, yeah, I think it's important to offer more to get more people to play your game. You obviously don't want to forget the core right. of your identity and you why have to, people oh. have a fan base of your you game. You have to get the other stuff right first. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I, I'm thrilled about the Street Fighter thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think you should have some of that. I mean, yeah, just having good amount of like pve content mm-hmm. for for this is, is nice and then uh and, and if it's something you can't do like if you don't have like the budget i mean just ways where participation can give you rewards towards something yeah. i think that that that's also helpful and gets people past the that kind of like barrier of i'm afraid of losing and like there's only like the yeah. competitive and like the only thing is to rank up and it's like when it's only that system Obviously, you're gonna lose people, mm-hmm. and obviously, like the rewards are gonna be cool. So, like generally, like you know, skins, like cool skins. Like I think if they can start offering like really cool, like Capcom themed skins, like from uh, other Capcom franchises, Ooh. and start there. Like, hey, you know, you're gonna have to buy like, those. Earn them. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're gonna sell them. Buy some bucks. I'd, I'd what buy Jill actually, Valentine. I what the currency is in the game. There's I don't some, know. There about is five. some. There is some no cur- pay currency yeah. crap. There is. Yeah, yeah, of course. For for skins or cosmetics. Yeah. I think uh, <laughs> it's funny. Cyber sorted out the oh. segment where we just talk about something that's annoying us and the gaming industry could be a game company, yeah. whatever. First of all, do either of you have a sword out? Something that's bothering you in games. Space them out. Space them out. More time. Yeah, <laughs> Space them out a little bit. 
But that's yeah. really just a this couple of months problem. Mm-hmm. In fact, don't space about. It's this a problem if you like many types of games. I yeah, guess. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fun. Release more games on the same day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is from the champ. Okay. Or the chomp. Or the chomp. Whatever. <laughs> sort it out, Capcom. There has been a lot of keep it up, Capcom, over the past few months. But they have to be called out with the fight tickets, drive That's, tickets, yeah. and ultimate edition perks for Street Fighter VI. There you go. Stop with multiple digital currencies. Multiple currencies weren't a thing in, in the reviews, nor did Capcom mention anything before release to my knowledge. I paid over $100 for the Ultimate Edition, and when I boot up the game, I get the most useless digital currency, <laughs> and it's only enough to buy one legendary item for an avatar that doesn't increase stats? It was an additional 20 or so for what? 3,000 drive tickets? At least make all the classic costumes available for Ultimate Pass buyers. But nope. Instead, you either have to grind in a useless mode useless to me, or shell, or shell out more cash for the other types of currency to buy the classic costumes. At least the classic costumes are cheap when compared to costumes in other games, but give it time, I bet future costumes cost more. So sort out your pricing and currencies. Uh, I think multiple currencies is super annoying. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. There should be, there should be at most, I think, an in-game earnable currency and a real money currency. Like, if you're going to do both, that's it. You don't need four other currencies. You don't need weird, like, middle ground currencies. Ah, it's so annoying. Uh, Which what... game was Blood talking about recently that had, like... A the Lego f- game? Or it was... Or the Disney one? Disney Lightspeed. There were, like, eight Storm? different... Speed? <laughs> yeah. Lightspeed. Yeah, there yeah. were, like, eight different currencies. Speedstorm, yeah. 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 Some nonsense. Sorry, I talked over you, but... I couldn't remember the titles. Don't worry, I was talking over mm. everyone else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I agree. Quit it with the, yeah, all these currencies. Just stop, man. Yeah, that's the thing. I was greeting for. I like, boot up Street Fighter today, and it like yeah, there's a new like notice thing. Like here are all these like dailies and currencies. I was like, oh no, <laughs> that, yeah. that's what, oh no, there they are. There that's you are. You drive back, tickets, man. fight tickets. It's like ah, oh, there you go. It's like mm-hmm. anytime I see Capcom. that third currency in a game, I'm like, what the fuck is that? How do I get that? Like. Ugh. Does the hundred dollar edition come with the season pass or like a fighters? I hope so at least. I don't know. I don't know. Hundred bucks, dude. Fuck. Probably not. I don't. Maybe it does. Maybe it does. Cause some. I don't know. We should yeah, probably. I, don't know. I have check. no idea. But I mean that. That's when they do the. Uh, you know they're down the line the ultimate edition that has like all this like every season pass unlocked. Yeah. You know, stuff well, Capcom's like usually good about that kind of stuff where it's like yeah a few months later they'll. Just unlock all the stuff that you could earn anyway if you don't feel like grinding it. But you pay five bucks or whatever. Yeah. All right, this is from the Maelstrom. Sort it out. Nintendo soundtracks on streaming services. Mm. I recently made a Spotify playlist with some of my favorite songs from video games, including Persona 5, Hollow Knight, Cuphead, Chrono Trigger, and many more. But my playlist feels lacking. And it's because there's no Nintendo soundtracks on Spotify. <laughs> Every yep. other game developer, both Western and Japanese, uh, are on Spotify. But Nintendo is on Spotify. Or but Nintendo. So what gives? Either I have to try to find a cover of the song, which usually doesn't live up to the original, or I have to go to YouTube and find somebody who uploaded it. And that video might get taken down at yep. any time by Nintendo <laughs> since they don't feel like uploading soundtracks themselves. Nintendo sorted out, and the developers who do upload their music keep it up. 
Yeah. I wish Nintendo would, yeah. To me, it's just Nintendo being Nintendo. Yeah, they don't play ball. They don't play the same uh, ball that everybody they else They play their own game, they, for sure. Yeah. yeah, they have, like, Japanese-only soundtracks they sometimes do. Um, usually very expensive. Like, like the, the Breath of the Wild one that we have. I yeah, think it was Breath of the Wild, they did that. Uh, Xenoblade, they just did a Xenoblade series. Like, you can do, like, one, two together, and then three, and then you can do one, two, and three together, and it's, like, astronomically priced, like, mm -hmm. hundreds of dollars for each, and I'm like... It would make more sense what? to me, though, if they were selling all of them, but they're just not, like, most of these are just not available. Yeah, they don't even, like, they don't even sell them. There's like, no the way. Blu-ray, the CD versions of these, like, there's, yeah. they're even, like, a digital album. They yeah, don't, they say, don't even, even yeah. buy do that. Even buy whatever. Well, and you can't even capture it in-game half the time, because you can't turn off sound effects in <laughs> some true. Nintendo games. That's what happened with like, Zelda. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I feel like Nintendo now is obviously the worst, but Squarenix had been pretty like aggressive about it in the mm -hmm. past, mm -hmm. um, but they have kind of like really changed course. They have like a much better approach now. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, movie releases where they have like the game release happens. It's not available. Soundtrack's not available anywhere. Then they might sell like the cool physical version. Right. And there's a window where like that's the only version is. And if you start uploading stuff to YouTube, they will like hit you with stuff. Right. Then it goes to like digital, and then they start to get a little bit more like lax with that, and then it's like on streaming services and they're like okay we don't care what you do with it anymore it's because it's everywhere to the point where they even have a YouTube channel where they just upload the music on their YouTube channel too like here's this yeah. here on YouTube anyway because yeah. we, like yeah. we're just to make it easy for you if, if it's going to be uploaded to YouTube eventually when it's time that we're going to allow it we'll just do it ourselves right. and you just come Get to a the nice ad revenue yeah. ourselves yeah so they've got it like figured out and honestly I think Nintendo would like really benefit from trying to take that approach because they have that kind of pull yeah. with their their properties and their music. I think it comes from a place probably of they're still super protective. It's yeah. about their control. Yes, it, and, it and always then, is about yeah. that with them. Yeah, yeah, they are definitely very controlling. Gotta and, do it their way, or it's the highway with Nintendo. Spotify is weird with that stuff too, because like. I've noticed maybe maybe it's just like searching with voice while I'm driving or whatever, but like. It'll oftentimes play a cover instead of the real version, even if I know the real version is on Spotify. Mm -hmm. I assume because it's cheaper for them or some weird thing, but yeah. I'm just like, don't play the crap other version. Play the real one, please. Yeah. Yeah. All right, here we go. This one's from RF Switch. Sort it out, Square Enix. Cracks knuckles and neck. <laughs> so, we totally know that From Foam Stars game is an NFT bullshit game, right? <laughs> And that would be terrible on its own. She's coming in to defend. But to take a very well-loved and popular series like Splatoon, strip away all the good design, music, and personality of the game, rip off all the weapons and specials, and sell it off as some kind of competitor? The fuck happened to Squaresoft Enix of the 90s? What happened to the game makers who gave us legendary games after legendary game? As much as I love both companies, please, for the love of, thing, for the love of all things good, sort it the fuck out. <laughs> P.S. This isn't just because I'm a Splatoon player. It's because Square Enix is far better than this. Uh, I mean, Square Enix is putting out a lot of good games. And they've always put out a lot of crap. Like, it's kind of like the 80s where it's like, oh, the 80s music was so good. It's like, no, the 80s stations only play the good ones. Like, during the time, there was a lot of chaff, too. Yeah. Like, Square put out not great stuff the whole time. 
I yeah. I also think this is just like this specific example is I'm chasing a trend. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. They, 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 they've been doing this. I mean, yeah, I would and, extend this complaint to everybody. Like mm-hmm. because Fortnite did a cool battle royale, everyone else tried it. Because Splatoon, did, I'm surprised it took this long for someone to try to ape Splatoon. Yeah, yeah. It's taken a while. Yeah. It's been three games. Yeah. Wow. I mean, Skyrim is also like you know some of this stuff is you know a little bit more. You know, egregious. Like, yeah, they're throwing their support behind NFTs still. Yeah, they got and, tons of mobile games. And one of the last, whatever. like, Square is definitely pretty shitty right now. One of the yeah. last developers, like, you know, you know, publishers, who's like their CEO is still on board with it. It's mm-hmm. like everyone's like, really? Like, okay, yeah. you're gonna waste time with this, whatever. That biogenesis thing. Oh my god! Yeah, sorry to bring up. <laughs> anytime, uh, anytime. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Stop teasing me. And yeah, like anytime uh, somebody's still on board with NFTs, I'm like, you just don't understand what it is. Like, like some idiot told you service. it was cool. Yeah. 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 Like like uh, yeah. Balance Fall. Like that was a whole. They misfire. definitely have a lot of misses, but they have a lot of great things too. Yeah. Like Final Fantasy 14 is a fucking excellent video game that's been consistently good for years. No NFTs yet. No NFTs. Yet. <laughs> we got 16 right around the corner. Like, Bravely Default 2 just came out, which I heard is excellent also. It's just like, with Square Enix, oh. you're going to get bad and you're going to get good. That's just the way it is with that company. They're a massive company, so what they have I love a million about, games. What I love about Square, though, mm-hmm. and, like, other companies are kind of like this, but I feel like Square is the most like this, where it's, Things are either really good or really mm. bad. <laughs> like there's very little in the yeah. middle. It's either like an excellent piece of artwork or a like shameless cash grab. I guess like Forspoken and stuff kind yeah, of falls stuff in between. In the middle. There was but, like the Geofield Chronicles and Dogria yeah, 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 Museum yeah. and stuff like that. But I guess we really he- they they take swings on both sides. I guess. Oh yeah, they're all over the place. Maybe yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, Konami maybe is more, with. but yeah. Yeah, yeah and like Rebirth, like on the horizon. It's like yeah. there's some good shit. Oh yeah, but yeah. they do a lot of bad stuff. Casually too. dropping daily updates on Rebirth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are they leaving us like, something? Like, what it's are like, they doing? Oh, okay, cool, dude. Yeah, Square is so wild, dude. I like, n- I cannot predict Unhinged ever what that company's going to do. They are so nuts. I mean, I think your observation was right. Where it's like seven days from when they started doing that is SGF. Like yeah. they announcing something. Yeah. The um, I mean, when they drop, when they shadow drop. The, the pixel perfect Remasters. remaster of, yeah. of tactics uh, on Thursday. It's going to be pretty mm, fucking sick. That would be sick, yeah. That'd be really sick. Yeah. Waiting for that. All right, and the last one's from Robert. Simple one. No more CG trailers. Oh, sort it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think any of us would ever prefer a CG trailer for anything. I like a good half and half. I like when, when uh, sure. something starts CG just to give you the mood like, and then switches full, to gameplay. Full CG, though, is always I mean, like... I mean, I'll, yeah. I'll take what I can get. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think it, it's different for certain games. Like, yeah. when you know it's something or like, CG trailers are not all equal. Yeah. Because like, it's like CG trailer with a, a logo reveal. Right, right. Like, like, like we're talking Metroid Prime. Right. Like, or, yeah. or like, uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Like, yeah, that, yeah, the yeah, girl, yeah. like, eight, if it's like eight years before the game is even possible to come mm-hmm. out, like, no, Elder fuck Scrolls off. Six. Oh my God. Which was like, how many years ago? Is that like four <sighs> years ago? And At it's least. like, that game's like five years away. Was still. that 2019? Yeah, I don't know. But, but like, something like the Talos Principle 2 trailer, which was recent, yeah. which didn't have any, I think, gameplay in it at all, really. Um, uh, that one felt fine to me because, A, it had a date on it which is very important for a CG trailer, I think. And also, it just kind of fits the vibe of that game. It's like, you don't really need to see a first-person per- like thing putting down a laser emitter. Like, eh. <laughs> But yeah, I think generally, 
Yeah, you're, I think everyone prefers uh, a gameplay trailer. Yeah, for, for sure. video games for especially. Sure. Except maybe Jones. I don't know. Yeah, uh, Jones. I think awesome, he like, dude. But Jones has like a different. He like loves the art of. Yeah, the he likes it as a as a short film. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't care about the game as much. All right, time for keep it up. Ooh. Exact opposite. You guys got anything? You're like yeah. For you, I feel like it's just Diablo Four. Oh you're my god, dude! Loving like, it. We're snacking. This year is nuts. I keep yeah. saying snacking, but it's true. Diablo Four oh, right snacking. now. Zelda. Yeah. Street Fighter Six. Like, keep it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about it's you? Nuts. Darling? Also, keep it up with these good sequels. Yeah. Dragon's Dogma Two, Talos Principle Two, Alan Wake Two, oh. dude. Yeah. I'm freaking out. Keep it up. Yeah, I know. I know we had like a not keep it up to Capcom, but to keep the going. I mean, shocked that Dragon's Dogma Two gameplay was shown. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's on. Like it's coming. Keep it up, it's, dude. It's, it's re- dude. It's like, yeah, dude, we like, thought it was probably so much. Put further. five or six currencies in that game. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't no, do no, that. No, 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 no. Keep they it kind of shitty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep it kind of shitty. That game better be an eight point five at at best. I think it should be a, an eight. Just yeah. A, oh yeah. At best, an eight point five. An eight. If you're a nine, you've lost it. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> fucked it up. <laughs> uh, this is from Michael Tucker. Here we go. Keep it up. Capcom deserves major shout out for adding the modern control feature to Street Fighter oh, Six. Oh yeah, yeah. I love fighting games, but I am bad at them. So picking one up in many ways felt like a waste of money. With the addition of modern controls, I am able to get into Street Fighter Six unlike any fighting game before, and even hold my own online. Making the controls more accessible is only good for the health of the genre, and I feel like eventually it'll be good enough to try, cl- or I'll be good enough to try classic controls. I hope other developers follow suit with this focus on accessibility. Keep it up, Capcom. Hell yeah. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. I wonder how that, if, if it's like, you know, the, the the ranked ladders, if anyone's using those or what's going on, so like bu- the higher ranked ones. Don't they s- I have no idea. specify or something? I, yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't know how top players feel or any of them are using it or not but i do believe for the capcom cup tour Tour. and capcom cup modern and classic are allowed the auto combo stuff is not allowed yeah Yeah. interesting i remember them specifically saying both are in there i don't know if they're gonna segregate them but i don't yeah they said both allowed so i don't know if there's like be weird they like two different brackets or something i think it's just everyone's going together yeah we'll see how it's kind of an extension of the old uh pad versus a stick yeah players argument where people thought if you didn't play the fighting stick you weren't serious and then pad players started coming in and started winning stuff it's like who yeah who cares when you play on so like this is like i think the next one it's like you st- like this still requires ex the uh, degree yeah. of execution, mm-hmm. so it's not like completely yeah auto combos goes obviously too far. But I just wonder about timing and how fast you can do inputs. Maybe be- I'm like sure they quick. balanced it. I don't yeah. So yeah, if there's something that's not possible in one or the other, I'm, I'm assume that like might you know cause Capcom have to like speak up. That came into play recently with those d- directional controllers. Um, like the, the argument of like down is up, or like it's something about like pressing down and up at the same time. Like oh, it's not possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did hear but about that. But there's a but there's a type of controller that like it's it's like a hit, it's firmware. Hit lets it something. Yeah, box maybe. And the Capcom like ruled against that, yeah. saying you can't oh, do that anymore. But everyone else ruled it's okay. So yeah, there was some like you know controversy about that. But I mean, I definitely yeah, we'll think like like picture someone who's like a genius at fighting games like tactically mm-hmm. but like can't physically do 
classic inputs or whatever. Like I love that now they can compete. Mm-hmm. Like that's it's only good to like let everyone compete on the same level, you know? It's only good, I think. As long as yeah, there's not some kind of weird cheesy advantage. Yeah, if you Like if, 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 if they did the work to balance it. Think, yeah, if yeah. they did the work to balance it, it's perfect. Yeah. That's on Capcom to make sure that they're the same. This is from David Warren. VR versions of classic games, like how they recently announced the seventh guest oh, in dude. Bulletstorm. I love these remakes and think there are tons of potential out there. I would love a VR version of King's Quest or even CNC Renegade Command Conquer. Adventure games especially seem perfect fit for VR, and I love to see it. Love and respect. I think yeah. King's Field would be a good one too. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that seventh guest looks cr- like I love that game. I played that game so many times, and that 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 VR version of version it? looks way different. It's mm-hmm. crazy. I, I'm excited. Hopefully, you can teleport because I'm really excited to jump into that. Yeah. All right, it's from Brandon K. Gann. Keep it up, 2023, as a year for games. Well, there hasn't been many games that I have uh, that have appealed to me from the first half this year. It's undeniable how great of a year it is. Star Wars Jedi Survivor and Tron Identity are only the only ones I've played so far. I don't. What's Tron Identity? I don't even know what that uh, is. It's a, It's like a visual novel. Oh, okay. I've, I think it was. Bithol oh, that's what it was game, called. Maybe? I heard about that. I didn't know that was. It looked cool. I, yeah, I haven't had a chance. I'm wearing a Tron shirt right now. Yeah, that's but, true. Um, yeah, it looked cool. But it's like a visual novel, basically. Yeah. Uh, but being on the eve of Final Fantasy 16, I'm super hyped. I've watched full playthroughs of Resident Evil, or of the remakes of both Dead Space and Resident Evil 4. And then we're an, uh, we're an amazing zeitgeist to the legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, Street Fighter 6, and Diablo 4, not to mention Spider 2 is a few months away. God. <laughs> I'm excited for smaller things like Ghost Runner 2 and console ports of System Shock Remake and Wrath Aeon of Ruin. Plus, Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty is about to be shown off. God, Speaking of which, just came out too. this paragraph doesn't even touch on Summer Game Fest and the Xbox plus Bethesda Showcase, just mere hours and days away, respectively, to get us excited for what's to come. Keep it up, 2023 Gaming, you've been doing all right. Yeah, I'll say. 2023 has been a really good year. Yeah. I think this, this year is going to go down in history. And I do think it's like uh, the post-COVID boom. Like, sure. All the stuff that Stuff's was being out. worked on is like finally coming out, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just all hitting at the same time. Yeah. All right, it's from These Butts. These Butts. Keep it up. Trying weird new things with licensed properties. I've seen so many snarky, who even asked for this responses to the new Gollum game? Uh-huh. And the answer is me. Yeah. Obviously, it didn't really work out in this case, but I am much more interested in the concept of a weird little golem game than another Lord of the Rings game where you play as an Aragorn wannabe hacking and slashing a million Hell orcs. Yeah. Hell yeah. I hope these review scores don't keep devs from trying similar concepts in the future. Excited to hear your thoughts on Street Fighter and Diablo. Thanks, a- allies. <laughs> I totally agree. I, I love... Anytime something like this happens, I'm like, don't take the wrong message from this, right? Like, like if if... A movie fails or whatever, like, don't take the wrong message because of, like, the cast or something. Like, it's not, it may not be because of that. It might just be because the movie sucked. Like, same with Gollum. Don't take the lesson that we shouldn't try a weird Gollum game. We should just not make one that's different. <laughs> I wanna, <laughs> not great. I want a Lord of the Rings game where he plays the Nazgul hunting down hobbits and shit. Dude, that'd be sick. 
It'd be you awesome. just fly around and you gotta like, like track them down and <laughs> like, just kill them yeah. all. Yeah. Yeah, it's on roads. Ah! <laughs> send, like send in the others and go yeah. and like grab them like command orcs and mm-hmm. shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know how you feel about it, well, we'll Brad, about but it. but like. I think that Lord of the Rings is so huge and there's so much opportunity for interesting side mm-hmm. ideas, you mm-hmm. know, um, yeah. that I think try try it. Yeah, just make it good. If it makes sense and it's actually good, then yes. Yeah. You can try it. I love weird ideas like that. Like the Golem game, when they announced it, I was down because I thought it'd be fucking weird to play as yeah, Golem. Yeah. And like, yeah, dude, but we'll talk about it. Doesn't, there's, yeah. <laughs> there's parts of it that... Well, we're getting it. We're doing it later. S- soon, okay. yes. Right. Yeah, but first, we got some shoutouts. As always, some of our most generous patron supporters, that platinum producer tier. This month, we got Jabberwabs, Elthanis, and Greg the Dark Knight Kettering. Thank you for supporting us. Shout out! Shout out! Shout out! All right, so we talked about it. We were getting into it. I've been playing Lord of the Rings Gollum. Oh, yeah. I played like four hours of this game. Oh, Lord, you kept going. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm, hmm, <laughs> this is not a good game. <laughs> no. Oh. So, I've played the post, the patch version of this game. I yeah. played the patch version. So, I think we that did fixed, for Trash Babies also. I think. I think it fixed a lot of the technical stuff that I've seen in this game. Because it wasn't. This game's ugly. Oh, my it God. It just like, yeah. looks ugly and it yeah. looks like an old game. Yeah. But it, like, didn't crash on me. The frame rate didn't dip or anything outlandish. Sean's face was stretching 3,000 miles like Redfall for me. None we, of that we stuff. We had a crash during Trash Baby. I think a problem with this game is it's just kind of boring. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of a boring game. So uh, the game, the whole, from what I've been playing is the whole game, like, Golem's in prison, dude. So yeah, Golem is locked up in Mordor. All they, they talk about the beginning, how he gets in there. It's like Gandalf talking to Gollum and interrogating about all that stuff. But you play, I like that. Like the yeah, conversation was cool. That's fine, yeah. yeah. Then you get into, you know, Gollum's in this prison life, dude. You have like a daily daily thing. It's like days. So <laughs> day starts. Gollum's got to do some shit like go collect dog tags or something like that. Then the day resets. That's kind of like the structure of the game so far. But I think... So there's platforming in this game, a lot of it. It's just... Doesn't feel great, Domino. This reminds me of a um, a licensed game from like the PS2 era. It's real era. floaty, yeah. It's very floaty. Stealth, it, the stealth is like super bad. Oh. <laughs> it like, Oof, bad it's just like. So here's what I was pumped about this game the idea of it. Being in Gollum, bashing some dude with a rock or yeah. something like that, nibbling on some guy's neck. <laughs> yeah. I think I like strangled one guy. And and the animation, that's all you wanted, and you only got one the of them? animation in like four hours. sucks that's for it. Yeah, in like yeah. four hours, dude. And it's like, you get rocks time, and you can throw like... <laughs> there's barely been any stealth in the game so far, too. It's like a stealth game, but a lot of it is just Golem jumping to stuff to like... Go light these barrels to blow up a cave or something like that. Like, doing tasks for these orcs, because he's like a prisoner, makes sense. Hold up, though. We gotta drive back. Story confusion here. Lore question here. I'm confused. Golem gets interrogated by Sauron, okay? He is let loose by Sauron. That's how he gets out. But in this, he's put in jail again. And they're like, he has a mark where he you can't kill him. So I'm like, why the fuck is he in jail? Right. I don't understand why Golem's in jail, first of all, right Wait, now. Wait, this is after Sauron let him out? Yes, this is oh. after Sauron inter- interrogates him. I guess he'll let him out later again. <laughs> I, I'm assuming. I'm Th- just confused right now what's fucking happening. What? 
That's so because I was like, why pick the most boring part of Gollum's story? Like Huber was saying in Trash Babies, start when he's Smeagol and show him murdering his friend, mm-hmm. and then go into like finding the ring and the slow decline in the cave, and like you could come up with gameplay for that, and then like do the thing with Bilbo, like do the stuff. Mm-hmm. And not have him just like, hey, here's the part of the story where he's trapped in a cave for seven years. Yeah, it's like a lot of the game is leading up to him having a jailbreak kind of thing like that or breaking out. And he's talking with like some people. (laughs) One funny thing about this game, which I do, which I wanted from the game is you can... Some instances you can side with Gollum or Smeagol. That Those parts were kind of funny. So Uh, someone will ask you something like, who did this? Who's responsible and if you're like Smeagol, you could do a little more malicious side. Like you can blame. So there's one where you can like blame an orc or the blame a human. Side, yeah. And it's just like when you pick one, you have to convince the other side to do it. You have like a certain amount of tries for each thing. For like, you need to get th- two out of three okay. for it to go through. And they ask you a question. So far, it's been pretty easy to like. Oh, I would know exactly what that person would want to say. So it's been like, yeah, I could pick that. I haven't fucked up once yet. And I don't know how impactful some of the decisions you make are. If it really matters that much, I'm not sure. That's I like assume a whole it thing. just plays a different. But here's scene. the thing: is like I don't <laughs> fucking care. I don't want to do it. I don't uh, want to dive into uh, uh, it because uh, it's not very good yet. Yeah. Uh, I hate to burst your bubble, but I think it's not going to get. Better. No, no, no. no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, you say yeah. I don't think I will make it until the end of this game, especially mm. with all these games out right now. Like, if there's nothing to play, I'd probably just play it to do it. But there's not a lot. There's too much going on for me to give this game a lot of time, like, right now. But I'm just, like, bummed out. I'm like, why the fuck am I not strangling anyone yet? Why am I not nibbling on anyone's neck? Why am I not bashing people with rocks? It's just like, come on, man. Golem's scrappy. Let me yeah. fuck some orcs up. It's like, it's taking way too long for me to break out of this prison, dude. I'm like, over three hours in the game, I'm still in prison doing dumb tasks. Like, I'm sneaking into somewhere, maybe and getting a map, and it's like, okay, well, go back out now, and I'm meeting some characters, <laughs> like, the Candleman. I'm like, all right, dude, here's this Candleman guy in the tower. He's torturing people, and she's like, okay, I want to like this game more, but I just can't do it yet. You're not gripping me, dude. It, everything's just kind of boring. Nothing feels great. What's happening? Not what you want out of a... Yeah. No, yeah, it's game. not like... Thankfully, it's not a train wreck technically yet or it probably was earlier but yeah i think they patched a lot of that. yeah it's not great it's just disappointing i'm like could have done something kind of fun here something weird like i think the idea of selling a golem game on its own is super hard already yeah. to most people most people like uh most people don't want to play as golem most people don't care they want most people want to play as an aragorn type character and mm. fuck sh- orcs up or something like that i thought playing with golem was cool and weird but it's just like you, you haven't gotten there yet. You're not selling on me yet. The story is not selling me on it enough to I want to keep playing to seal this jailbreak. I'm not stoked about any of the things I'm doing. Like, I'm doing these platforming sections, and Golem just feels fucking weird. Like, well, jumping it, in and, like... It doesn't help that the game looks like it came out in 2008. Like... It, it does look old. The graphics are s- perplexing, but, like, perplexing and inconsistent. Like, Gollum himself, his face looks like Psychonauts 1... And he's always out of focus, like yeah. in a lot of the. It's a like lot of the scenes trying to do depth really of field, weird and yeah, stitched it, together. Nothing like a lot of stuff is just not smooth. It's really weird. Where it just has like weird jumps. I'm just like, what's what's happening with this game, dude? Bob Starling Ronan. I've been a huge Lord of the Rings fan since I was a kid, and my dad introduced me to the books. 
We went to see the movies when they came out, and I have uh, devoured every bit of Lord of the Rings content since. With such a rich world and lore, you would think it would be ripe for video game adaptations. However, since Shadow of War games, there has been uh, precious little in the gaming space for this legendary IP. Needless to say, I was excited to hear about a video game telling a story of Gollum between Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. Until now, we've only gotten secondhand accounts of what he was up to in the books, so this seemed like it could be an interesting story to tell. Unfortunately, things have gone sideways with this Gollum game, and now I worry that a Lord of the Rings game being known as the worst game of the year could lead to a fewer opportunities for video game adaptations in Middle-earth. What do you think the odds are that we get another high-profile Lord of the Rings game? And what other IPs do you think have received such poor adaptations that harms the prospect of getting more in the future? Sorry for the long post, and respect, allies. Well, embrace your yeah. group. Spent a fuck ton of money to get the Lord of the Rings yeah. IP, so I think you're gonna get more for sure. That, that that's the good news and the bad news. That yeah. so many people own so many f- slivers of Lord of the Rings yeah. that they're all gonna try to milk their little piece of the Amazon's pie. Amazon's doing another MMO, a new for one, all that it's worth. <laughs> yeah, Lord of the Rings. Uh, Lord of the Rings Online's still going, also with new content. I think people enjoy that. Oh, that's that crazy. Game. And that game's old. I liked Rings of Power, but I know you didn't. But I was entertained. Oh, okay. But I did not like it as someone who likes the lore. Yeah, right. So, but I'm res- just a casual. I respect the budget. Yeah, that's fine. Rings, I'm just like Gladriel's cool. Yeah. <laughs> something like, wrong with I that. I like elf guy and his cool girlfriend. Like, yeah. yay. There's nothing wrong with that. But uh, yeah. I mean, I think some back to the other Lord of the Rings games. I know a lot of people like the Two Towers and um, Return of the King game. I liked uh, the Third Age game. Oh. It was a turn-based yeah. RPG. Whoa. The story's like, whatever, dude. You're, like, following the fellowship with your own, like, fellowship. Yeah, it's fucking goofy. Weird, weird you, what? Like, yeah. fight, like, a Balrog. I'm like, what? But it was just turn-based <laughs> combat in Lord of the Rings, so it was cool. That's interesting. Uh, and, like, Shadow of Mordor and was, like, a decent start. And Shadow of War was, like, all right. They, needed, they really needed to do a third one after that game ended, but... I love how pissed Blood is about Shelob just being a lady. Oh, man. Instead of a spider. (laughs) He's so pissed about it. Don't watch Rings of Power, Blood. He'll be furious. All right, uh, it's from Joey Traverso. Hey, allies. I hear the Golem game has a plethora of issues, including design, graphics, and performance. (laughs) However, besides that, I have to ask you, do you think there's a way to make a fun game where you play as Golem? Even as a massive Lord of the Rings fan, I'm struggling to think of ways to translate Gollum as a character to fun gameplay mechanics. He mostly walks on all fours, gets beat up, and occasionally kills someone for his precious. He doesn't exactly sound like the most thrilling video game protagonist, especially compared to, say, a powerful wizard or an archer. But what do you think? How could uh, how could you go about making a fun Gollum game? Make it most of it stealth where you're actually taking dudes out as Gollum. Gollum's a little shithead that can kill things. Yeah. I think you you make it like Hellblade, you make it dark and gross, you lean into his psychosis, mm-hmm. so like you can't tell what's real and, and what's not, but just like he can't um, have the voices, have the influences like that, make it really stealth heavy, make it, maybe have, maybe he has to have like a survival meter, like he has to eat, so occasionally mm. you have to like kill something to eat it, uh, and like, yeah, maybe the story is like, some like some orc or something got the precious or something and he's chasing them whatever like mm-hmm. make it simple make it like and also I think it, it could be like a six hour game mm-hmm. you know just make it really dark like hard R <laughs> Lord of the Rings Gollum game where he's like 
literally mentally ill and struggling with it and has to eat fish and spiders and ants and like making deals with Shelob mm. and like you could do so much crazy shit. I feel like Shelob stuff will probably come into play later in this yeah, yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just like, oh, I won't even bother getting it. <laughs> I'm just saying like th there's so much to Gollum. Like, and also like you could do you could do really cool stuff with his subjective um, view of things. Like, maybe he meets uh, Gandalf, and Gandalf looks, like, horrifying to him. Mm. Like, huge and imposing and, like, glowing or something. You know, like, you could you could do his subjective view of, like, everything. It could be, like, painterly and weird and crazy, like, and all based on his, like... Yeah, fractured mind. Like, I think you could do sick-ass shit, and it would be fun. Yeah, there's, like, hints of it in this Gollum game, and I appreciate that they, like, the decision-making, what side to do, like, Smeagol or having Gollum say something. I like that I mean, idea, it's cool, yeah. but it just hasn't been really effective yet. But, yeah. I, I, I was thinking about this while we were talking about this. I honestly wonder if the modding community could take this Gollum game and make it good. Yeah. Like, could they take Probably. it and do something to it to Probably. make it interesting? Yeah. Probably. All right, it's time for some emails. If you want to send an email, head on over to patreon.com slash easyallies. Join up there, $5 and up. You get to send in questions to this show. The Easy Allies podcast, reaction shots, all that good stuff. And, like, when we do spoiler modes and stuff like mm -hmm. that. So hop on over there. We greatly appreciate the support. All right. This is from Here the Sphere. Hey, allies. I have a fairly simple question, but perhaps not so easily answered. What's mm. the difference between a remake and a remaster? Oh, God. There you go. <laughs> I'd like to point out, or to point to just a few games that make it confusing for me. On one hand, you have the Demon Souls and the Shadow of the Colossus remakes by Bluepoint. The graphics are completely redone, and there are some quality of life updates, such as improvements to the controls, but very little of the actual design was changed. And then on the other hand, you have Metroid Prime Remastered by Retro. Again, the graphics are completely redone, and there are some quality of life updates, such as improvements to the controls, but very little of the actual design was changed. Obviously, there are cases where the uh, distinction is much more obvious, such as Final Fantasy VII Remake, but other times, like in the example I illustrated, it becomes more blurry. What do you think? This is a question that no one has a definitive answer on because there is no exact thing yeah. for it. it a remake extent, is so many things. Yeah. So my impression of remaster of how it first started was like the God of War collection that kind of kicked off the whole remaster craze from what I remember. It's just an up-res. The up-res and higher frame rate of the game. Yeah. That's pretty much what it was. Yeah, you make it run better and look better. But now when you're talking about new assets and like changing gameplay stuff significantly or building the game from the ground up kind of thing. Yeah. Like, Demon's Souls and uh, Shadow Colossus are very similar to the original games, you know. It's very similar to the the first design, but Final Fantasy Remake's like, we're not just remaking the game, we're remaking, like, yeah. everything. It's a requel. Thing. Yeah. I would, I, would, I would make that distinction, basically, where it's like, because really it's immaterial, like, it's a it's degrees, it's a percentage of things maybe would kick it into a remake, but, like, I think it's the spirit of the bet, kind of. Like, demons, like, if it, if it, if their endeavor is to make it feel the way it felt to play it when it first came out, um, like, Dead Space or Demon Souls or whatever, and, like, they're adapting to modern quality of life gameplay stuff, like eight-directional rolling and stuff, um, and updating the graphics, I would call that 
you could call it whatever you want, really. It's like a remaster, I guess. Um, but a remake... It's funny because Final Fantasy VII Remake is... It is a remake, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Like, ugh. From like uh, <laughs> I, like, changed my own mind halfway through saying that. Yeah. But, I usually just do it by, like, hey, are you remaking the assets of the game? Are you built right. straight from the ground up kind of thing, I right. guess. Yeah. Is it, is, yeah, did you literally remake it, or did you just input some new textures? I feel, yeah, I feel like there's three tiers to this. Yeah. yeah. There's, like, there's, like, like up res, like, the... Like I would say, like you know, God of War remastered, like the early one, like the, the, the like that's like where you're just like taking the original game, improving how it looks, and potentially some quality of life updates. That's like, that's that's remaster, remaster. yeah. And then you have like remake, which is like the game is like in a completely like different like engine and or there are like actual structural slash design changes on top of like the visual improvements. Final Fantasy VII Remake is that because it went from a d- different type of like hybrid pre-rendered like 3D model game to a completely full world 3D game. So like that's you have to like yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. like a that's a remake. And like I think it's a little bit easier now because we're now in a world where we have RE4 remake. Yeah. Where it was like the gap between the two is not as big. So it's like it wasn't like a Shadow of the Colossus or Demon Soul situation where it just looks prettier. Mm-hmm. They actually made content changes yeah. to that. Yeah. So like that really set like that to me is like the like the prototypical remake is yeah. now and then yeah. uh, RE one remake um for GameCube. Mm-hmm. Like that's one. And then there's like the 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 in betweens where it is like like completely like different you know, like visually, it's like completely overhauled. They done call your wife, and then like they add like more like content and features to it, and you get like a little weird there. It's like it's it is a remaster, but like they've added extra stuff that wasn't maybe in the original game. And it's sometimes like oh, controls have been changed. It's like significantly added stuff, and like I wonder, you know, like we have like a, a term for that. Like I would still put those all as like re- like like Ocarina of Time three D. I'd still put that as like a remaster. Mm. I'd or, say yeah. En- or enhanced. I'd call it enhanced. Like there's the basic remaster, which is like where I would put something like Shadow of the Colossus, Demon Souls, where it's like it is literally just visuals plus some quality of life. Anything that goes beyond that, but it's still pretty much close to the spirit of the original. Like I just had the word enhanced in front of it. Mm. Enhanced remaster. Or, or to keep the re messaging, maybe it's remaster, remake, reimagining. Cause it's like to me, Final Fantasy Seven is a reimagining. It's a remake and a reimagining. So it's like it's a remake remake plus because they're changing it. Yeah, Final Fantasy VII made everything way more confusing. Yeah. RE two, three, and four are almost that. Like because they do, like you said, they're in a completely new engine. They're new everything. Um, I would say two and three are a little more close to the original, and four like is a, almost a reimagining. Like I feel like I feel like there has to be that third higher tier of yeah. Because it's a new game, and then it's also funny because I think developers and publishers don't think like we do sometimes. Sure, they think like if like if it's simple as like even if you like the graphics engine is different. We're remaking the game because it's, it's a new yeah, graphics yeah. engine. Even if it's the same exact game as the original game, but current brand new visuals. Like we didn't take the original textures and like models. We made new ones. It's like they right. call that a remake, mm-hmm. even if it's literally one to one the same. Like, that's that's why yeah. I think I think so you, it's like yeah. You take it. You take it literally. Remaster is we just up it. Remake is we've remade it in a new engine. 
Mm-hmm. So that would include Demon Souls, Shadow of the Colossus, whatever. Even though it's close to home, it's it's a remake, literally. And then reimagining is like we did that and we changed yeah. it. Yeah, remaster for me was like one thing mostly. In remakes, there's like three versions. Yeah, of what it could be, I guess. Yeah, but I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, really, it's just we'll it's awesome. It it's a case by case basis. Because the original doesn't go away, so it's only good usually. Yeah, if the original doesn't go away, it's good. I just like putting years next to games now. Yeah. So it could be like, oh uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. His 2019 version of this, or in uh, right. like original or two. So yeah. But yeah, uh, this is a question that will go on for a long time. That people will never. Oh, I agree thought you on meant. It. I thought no, you no, meant no, the no. next email. Here are the like, sphere. No, here the sphere's question. Yeah. It's something yeah, that, yeah. you know, will probably never be solidified. Uh, this is from BAM514. Hi, allies. I've been checking out Blasphemous since Eric Williams of God of War Ragnarok fame mentioned it in Huber and Brad's interview. As somebody who's not f- too familiar with the Metroidvania games, this game impresses me with how approachable it is. I think it's mainly because of the great map system. It's easier to remember what I've done and where I've been because the game keeps track of it so well. My question... Do you guys have any examples of games that are an approachable first step for newcomers to that game genre? And what makes the game so approachable? My other example would be the newest Samurai Showdown, which is a phenomenal fighting game for beginners. Hmm. What are they talking about? Blasphemous? Yes. Oh, okay. That's what, uh, that's like the first like Metroidvania they thought was good to get into for them. So I guess any games that any examples of games are an approachable first step for newcomers to that genre. Yeah, I think Portal's a good entry level for like 3D first-person puzzle games, because like after Portal, you could get into Talos and and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Hades is a good one for roguelite. Oh yeah, I think they got a lot of people in. Great roguelite example. Yeah, that's a great example for sure. I think, like, RTSs, I think, what's a good first RTS? Maybe, like, Foundation or one of those that's more just about survival. Sure. Um, there's another, oh, what was that one called? Can't remember. Can't remember. Dungeon Village, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of, like, a shooter. What would be good for a shooter for someone to get into? Mm. Hmm. Nowadays, I don't know. Seems like everyone just starts the Call of Duty now. Yeah. Maybe, so maybe Call of Duty. Yeah, remember when, uh, Mystic Quest? And yeah, oh, I remember. Yeah, baby RPG for North America. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember. We want you to get an RPG. I definitely thought of that when I was reading this question, because that, <laughs> that was the purpose of that game. <laughs> All right. This is from LEL. Hey, allies. First, I want to say congratulations to Island Sophia for their engagement. Thanks. I wish you all the best, and I'm rooting for you. Thank you. Now then. Lately, people have been talking about how Square Enix is worried about. People have been talking about how Square Enix is worried about Final Fantasy 16's pre-order numbers being lower than Final Fantasy 15's. Oh. <laughs> but should pre-order numbers even matter anymore, or be counted at this point? Besides the fact that FF16 is console exclusive and 15 is multi-platform, I for one usually buy such pre-order my games and download them the night before the release, and I'm sure I'm not the only one. I'm positive companies aren't blind to this fact. So why do they worry over pre-order numbers? Any light you could w- any light you could shed would be appreciated. Thanks for all you do, love and respect. I think Wait, that Square, I didn't even know Square was worried about so, pre-order yeah, numbers. They just, always have ridiculous expectations. This, oh, that's true. Came from an. Uh, do your thought first. Well, I was just gonna say wish list wish lists for more for indie games and pre-order numbers for big games. 
is just a good litmus test for developers mm-hmm. uh, to gauge general interest. I think you hit the nail on the head that it, it being not multi-platform, it probably accounts for a lot of sure, that. Sure, yeah. But um, it's just a good indicator of interest because it's probably, I don't know the percentage, but it's there's probably some metric that somebody knows where it's like, oh, 30% of your fan base will wish list or pre-order or 10% or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And then you can extrapolate from there to approximate sales. I think that's part of why they... Pay attention to that kind of stuff. And it just helps fund development sometimes, mm-hmm. I think, too, like Kickstarters. Yeah. So the this the Japanese interview. Um oh. and it was like pre orders about like week one sales. I was talking about like uh sales in Japan, how like uh it's usually like a slower burn there. Mm-hmm. Like it lasts over more weeks where here it's kinda like the first month huge, then and most then you're things done. is a yeah. done. <laughs> yeah. Um and it was tracking behind Final Fantasy 15 mm-hmm. and also Final Fantasy 7 remake. Mm-hmm. But obviously, like as, as Isla pointed out, there are some circumstantial things here that need to be considered. Besides, sure. like 16 is a console exclusive to PlayStation 5, which has only in the last few months become more readily available. That's true. Japan had a lot of concerns about it being PS5 exclusive because yeah. it was so hard to get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're going against something where Final Fantasy 15, which came out on PlayStation 4, which had a pretty big install base at the time, and was multi-platform, so it wasn't just PlayStation 4, it was like on mm-hmm. everything, so that's you can't compete there. Final Fantasy 7 Remake also technically was console exclusive at the time as well for PS4, again, a bigger mm-hmm. install base, but Remake is like way later. Also, remake is like one of the most anticipated. (laughs) Remake was like one of the most anticipated things from like Final Fantasy and RPG. It's like a life changing event. (laughs) And and 15 had its own bag of like, you know, baggage of a 10 plus year like Mm -hmm. cycle of like, you know, and all its history and stuff. So there were very unique circumstances with this. Well, and I do wonder too, like, how much uh, 15's reception impacts pre orders of this, even though they're completely separate games and I do think word of mouth will probably be really po- powerful for 16 because 15 I I never really played too much of it but I gathered that people weren't thrilled but this one I feel like people will be, hopefully be I mean it, judging I've only seen trailers but like it looks crazy so I'm, I'm thinking maybe it'll have longer legs than 15 but, but yeah I think the perception might be that in, in Japan that 15's uh, reception to it kind of the IP took a bit of a hit. Mm, yeah. um, I, I mean, globally, it seemed like Remake was very well received and people are mostly happy with it. Um, so, but that's also a remake. So like the mainline sequels, you know, there might've been some concern like, oh, Remake's safe because like it's a, like the best, right. like one of their yeah, most popular, like the, biggest, the most popular games. So yeah. how yeah. like we, we, that's okay, but, and that will do fine. But what else about all the other ones? Mm-hmm. So you do have like the 15 reception plays into this but also 16 going in such a different direction mm-hmm. with like the, uh, the like the real-time combat system not really having you know obviously no more turn base so they've been moving away from that um you know they're them being upfront about like there's not really a party system in this game like it just looks different and yeah. it's presented as a different type of final Is this fantasy one mature too I think so. Yeah, uh, I, don't yeah. I don't remember. It, it, it's definitely going a different direction. So there, you've, we've, I've been seeing the narrative from people who are like, 
ah, this isn't my Final Fantasy or whatever. I'm just not into this. And so yeah. you have that little, you have a little bit of that battle too. I feel like we get that a lot with Final Fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. Every, every time one I, comes out, I not think, my Final Fantasy. I think you're right though. I, I think, I, I mean, I hope that like word of mouth, if it, if it ends up being good, mm-hmm. yeah. that people say, hey, you should probably try this out. So yeah, yeah. I don't worry about its sales in the long run, but I have no delusions that probably in its like first month or it's going to like outsell either 15 or 7 remake. Mm-hmm. It won't be like the fastest selling six, like Final Fantasy in the series, right. but I do think it will. Hopefully, if it's good, it will achieve you know sales goals that like the, the internally they're probably hoping for mm-hmm. it to hit. It's but just going like, to take some time. Whoever is setting those metrics internally at Square, I think needs to get different advisors or something because like their expectations seem to always be way too high. Yeah, remember I, when they said they wanted to dethrone Fortnite or whatever, <laughs> like with the ulti- ultimate game? Or no, that was Sega, maybe. But like, I mean, they they they're always said similar disappointed. Stuff. Yeah, with like, their expectations. Spoken was a whole right. bag of like disappointment oh, yeah. sales wise for them. Like, <laughs> so I feel like saying. I feel like as a general rule, Square should just like decrease all their expectations by fifteen percent. Yeah. I I, I I like I don't know what their internal expectations are, right. but to like be saying like I would maybe read this interview. Uh, I, I, obviously, it's it's a translated interview, but like right. my best guess would be also consider that like any director of a movie or creator or something like it's just a little bit of jitters too. It's like right. I hope this does well, like you know, like I I could see it maybe not, but like I really hope it does well. Like I wouldn't take it as like they definitively know like it's like you know not hitting any kind of expectations yeah. but and also sometimes like in interviews especially translated interviews like maybe they're just being humble you know and it doesn't get translated True. it gets translated literally instead of just like oh you know it didn't sell great you know yeah. like maybe that they were just saying that you know who knows yeah I'm also very interested to see. I mean, maybe it'll come out in discovery of the the Activision Blizzard stuff yeah. at some point. But like the exclusivity deal for the console, like how much Square Enix got from Sony, yeah, and if that really is worth it compared to having a giant multi-platform everywhere day one. Because this, I think that did hurt Seven Remake in terms of uh, what it could have possibly been. Such a hype anticipated mm-hmm. event, PlayStation only. It's like, dude, mm-hmm. if this was on everything, like this would have been even bigger. Like, yeah. why would you hamstring one of like the biggest moments by like putting? I, I, I like that. Better have been a big payday from like Sony. Oh yeah, like, I do oh, wonder. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, it has to be like many multiple millions of dollars. Because like, think about all Xbox sales. You know, if that sold like. Even a million copies on there, a million times sixty or whatever. It, my, yeah, like minus whatever. Minus yeah, whatever. Or whatever. It's like that's a lot of money. Yeah, yeah it's, it's still, like even it's if they, even they like make like half or less, it's like it'll you know, make thirty million. It'll it's make like a lot less. For one million yeah. copies, you, like yeah, they had to, like yeah, it, it, it's something to consider. I also think like it being exclusive to Epic for a while, not being on oh, Steam, yeah, also hurting yeah. the PC. Like hopefully too. it doesn't go around this time. I do with, know I've sixteen. If when it comes to PC, whatever, yeah. blah blah. I've heard Hopefully. from from some indie devs that like being on Game Pass like paid for the development of the game entirely. Sure, yeah, yeah sure. So it's like sometimes it makes sense. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it makes sense, but sometimes if, it might if not. It, yeah, if it make it, it, if it makes sense or comes close to making sense, I, I uh, someone said this to me. And I think I kind of agree with them. 
internal people at Square Enix shouldn't be complaining then about sales expectations. It's like you already got paid. Right. It's like mm. even if it's like a little behind the goal, is it really that bad? Like you're gonna make more money on top of that, and like you chose to be console exclusive. So yeah. if you wanted more sales to like kind of like tout the big numbers, then why did you take an exclusivity deal to kind of you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, unless yeah. they needed to take an exclusivity deal to like pay for the game like if there there were budget problems and they needed the cash inflow sure this is the business decision might happen 40 percent in they're like shit we need 20 million dollars like fine will be exclusive if you pay for it if they didn't need it some business people like why would i pass up like you pay me for money for you have the money to do this but yeah give me the money fine i mean honestly like if it's an if it's an exclusive window which i think 16 probably is uh, the, like it'll be on PC at least, yeah. Probably in yeah. a year or so. Then you could pretty much have your cake and eat it too. Like you get paid X million for a year, and then you get Y million minus fifteen percent of the people who would have gotten on day one that are pissed or mm. something. Like it's probably not even that big of a hit. Yeah, it's just uh, yeah. Going back to like what's on PC, like I do think yeah. Again, revisiting it being an Epic exclusive, like Seven remake. Yeah, it's such a like probably a poor decision because. Like Persona going on Steam, oh yeah, that Huge. exploded. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. I, 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 Seven did come to Steam. It did eventually. It, it but did. I think not that right was a problem. Game, yes. Whereas like Royal Edition Fifteen, you know, coming uh, came when it came to Steam. I think that was a big deal. Like, mm-hmm. the, like but people that might that. Yeah. you might have just proved their point right because they get to basically have another launch day by bringing it to Steam two years later. Right, they get to drum up all the oh, hope. The, they get to call it the Royal Edition. They get to do all the. They get to well, also ca- the do consoles. the fanfare. It was like the sixty frames update. Royal Edition. Yeah, but, but yeah. Like that Fifteen specifically, people are very interested to see how it looked on like PC. But I just mean like yeah. in general, like if you do a, you get a second launch day if you bring it to Xbox sure. and Steam a year or two later. Yes, maybe it's better in the long I'm run. I'm just specifically saying. When they did that, yeah. they did an extra layer of delay where it was right. epic first, and then oh, even further oh, delay for. I they see. can't do that again. That was a bad move. Yeah. Like they sure. can't repeat that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think Kingdom Hearts still isn't on Steam. Yeah, it's, I think only it's on epic, epic. Only still. Yeah. Damn, dude. That one oh, is. That. That's. that's I think that's really hurting that's, that yeah. too. I don't know what you're doing there. Uh, um, yeah. Epic, I I bet pays well. Oh, I'm sure they did. Like, yeah. Again, it pays well, but like. To me, it's like prestige, like yeah. IP value and brand and like awareness. Yeah, it's being you got paid, but like the brand is like just not being. It's not people aren't like paying attention to it. Whereas yeah. it was like on Steam, whatever. Like a lot of discussion. Like th- what happened with Persona? I mean, Persona is like like it was huge, but coming to PC was like a whole yeah giant yeah. ordeal Definitely. that was like massive for them. And it was the old game. It wasn't even new game. It was like, yeah, this is a big deal. And they kind of like Final Fantasy kind of didn't have that. Moment. Well, that was before it was even on consoles and stuff like that. Yeah, Persona Four on there, so that helped a lot. For that's sure. probably it was true. Just on Vita, the gold. That's version. probably true. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, yeah, it's just like better quality of life, like Steam Deck and everything. Like you, I think probably can make Epic run on it, but yeah. but I, I doubt that these these. Big big wigs care about yeah. user experience all yeah. that much. All right, that's gonna do it for this episode of Frame Trap. Huh. We are all done. So many games to play. We got a busy week coming up for us, dude. Bonkers. Summer Game Fest. Bonkers so week. Be fun. So please stay tuned for all that good stuff. And uh, until next time, we'll see y'all later. Take care.